Tell me something, girl Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? Is there something else you're searching for? Welcome to Cinephiles Digest. My name is Matt, and this is episode 46. And as always, I'm joined today by Tom. Hey, Matt. What's going on, dude? Not much. Beautiful day. It's gorgeous out here in sunny Seattle. And also joining me today, Travis. How's it going, bud? Uh, it's going pretty good, I guess. <laughs> Travis just finished watching the Raiders game. Yeah, you just watched your Raiders get slaughtered by the Seahawks. Yep. Which is ultimately a good thing, but uh, it was a little embarrassing. It could have been a little closer. Ultimately, I wanted the Seahawks to win, but it's uh, pretty unfortunate when your team only puts up three points. <clears throat> what was the... It's really embarrassing, yeah. <laughs> yeah so what is. was the final score? Was it 27-3? I think so. I stopped paying attention in the third quarter. So did That's it... Well, your mic, your mic is slipping. You, you got some, some slippage over there. No, you sure? We should be okay. <laughs> Shrinkage. Did the Seahawks look good? Like, act? I mean, clearly it was a blowout, but did they actually look like they were destroying the Raiders? Or? They looked really good on offense and defense, but the Raiders are also kind of terrible this year. So it could just be that they're playing a bad team, right? But they did keep it close with the Rams the week before, so. Did not watch that game, but I heard they should have won. Yeah, it was really close. It was a bummer. Shit. Well, sorry yeah. about your Raiders, bud. Uh, it's always next season, right? <laughs> <laughs> or you could just give up on the NFL. It's true. Boycott them. Mm-hmm. Like this. Tom here. You're still uh, following through on your boycott? You watch oh, any yeah. football? No. No football. Me either, but I'm not boycotting it. I just <laughs> haven't watched any football. I wa- no, I watched a little bit of like a Monday night game or something. But Yeah, I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day who was about to be a new father and uh, how I was just asking him like, so what pioneering parenting <laughs> changes are you going to be involved in? And he was like, well, I think I can't let my kids play football. <laughs> and I was like, you're right, but you know what? It's for the best because you get to go to those soccer games instead you know that they're over in two hours. They're in the summer. It's sunny. The people there are nice. So much better than a stupid football game. Well, I just want to clarify something. You said send them to the soccer game. You meant baseball, right? That's what you meant. <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> no way. The soccer football is it's America's the best pastime, sport. dude. It's no. just the most no, baseball is the best. Baseball, sport. you got to fork out like. Tens of thousands of dollars when your kid's like 11 to go on those touring summer camp things the if they teams. ever want to make. Yeah, if they <laughs> ever want to make the pros. Yeah, We're dude. not talking pros. My kid, if I have a kid, he's not going to be a fucking pro. He's going to be like, like you know, he's going to warm the bench. <laughs> what you if know? he's really like, good? Well, maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's, it's better for everybody. But you know that's not how soccer works? You know what's nice about soccer? Again, I will reiterate this. The game it's is over as hell. in two hours. It's yeah. not boring as hell. Well, Little League baseball games don't last three hours. I don't know how long they They go. only play like five innings. I did hit a home run in T-ball. There's nothing more satisfying than hitting a home run. I don't remember it. My parents do. Nice. Yeah. I guess it was a big moment for me. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, my parents showed me this video one of the last times I visited. of uh, They like recorded like a... 
little league baseball game, right? My first at bat, I hit a home run. It was amazing. Tight. My second at bat, I I could not watch. I had to look away because I was it literally the the coach threw like fifteen pitches because you can't <laughs> strike out in little oh, league. No. So literally, it was just me swing and a miss. <laughs> watch the ball, Matthew. Watch the ball. <laughs> it was excruciating because I was like, oh, dude, I was so good at baseball. You see that home run, and then. No, very okay. next at bat. <laughs> we all had those moments. I was, I mean, I was generally pretty good at baseball, but I could not watch that video. <laughs> that was brutal. But anyway, what are we? Oh, the Raiders. Sports, right? sports rule. Any yeah. other? Uh, we're uh, we're getting pretty close to NBA season starting now. Yeah, Blazers play the first game I think on Thursday of the regular season. Of the regular season, they're oh, hosting shit. the LA Lakers. Oh, oh game over. Shit. <laughs> What do you mean, game over? LeBron, dude. No, Blazers are going to win for what? sure. Oh, what? yeah. Have the Lakers looked terrible in preseason? Or Doesn't matter. No, I think they've looked good. They look so fine. So, what are you... It's LeBron. It's game one. They don't know what the fuck's going on yet. Blazers have been playing together for years. Lillard's not going to get this is whooped on his Blazers. home court in the first game. <laughs> I predict Lillard goes off for 45 and wow. Blazers win. Bold predictions over here. I predict, you heard it here first, Lakers 105, Blazers 92. That score is way too low. <laughs> too low? Yeah. <clears throat> no. You ever seen LeBron on defense? For the, for like the open, wait. <laughs> too low, too for, low the... for the Lakers score too. <laughs> oh, you think it's just going to be a higher scoring game in general? Both of these teams are, well, actually the Blazers had a pretty good defense last year, but the Lakers did not Whoa. have a good defense. This is not going to work out. <laughs> Yeah, you're having some serious mic troubles. Why don't you lay uh, lay the rolling rock in front of you and put the put there the mic on go. that? I think that's going to be yeah, that's a stable. winner. Just don't touch it. Anyway, I mean, we'll revisit this next podcast when the Blazers are what like three and zero, and Lakers are three and zero. <laughs> yep. I'm a Lakers fan, especially now. Now that they're not terrible, <laughs> but also, oh, right. I don't really give a shit. So. Mm. We'll see what happens. You should seriously trade in your other shit for this. I need you. Better. So I need you to convince me on what's the state of Hulu Live right now? Because I'm kind of thinking about um, going in. On well, I haven't used it very much because I only use it for uh, live sports. It's great for basketball, though. No. Yeah, and I did watch it. I did use it to watch some Premier League soccer games the last couple weekends. And there's World Series, well, not World Series, but playoff yeah. baseball is going on right now. It works great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. The quality's really good. It's been super reliable. I get all the Blazer games. It's awesome. I and love. How it. much is it a month? It's forty-five. Forty-five. I think so, or fifty. That's steep. I mean, cheaper you get than the, cable. You but... get the regular package with all you know for all the other stuff. You get the TV shows and you know all the movies that Hulu has. Does it come with FXX? So I can watch it's always sunny. I do not know. Fuck. That is a great question. Do you That's get no commercials on the uh, pre-recorded stuff? Um, it's got to be an option, right? Or no, I get commercials. On the pre-recorded stuff? Like stuff that's on demand or whatever. Does Hulu have on demand? They have an option for, well, yeah, like Netflix. I mean, they have just like, is that not the right term for it? Oh, you mean like if you just watch a movie? Oh, there's yeah. already no commercials. Hulu no got commercials. rid of that. Even, no. with, even if you're a premium member? There's no, there's no commercials. Like if you could just get like the twelve dollars a month Hulu subscription, just the regular version. Yeah, they don't do commercials anymore. Yeah. They don't. Uh. Uh-uh. I don't watch Hulu that much, but yeah, I yeah, don't no, think there's, there's any... no commercials. 
I've been using it to watch us always. Actually, no, that's not true because we watch. Oh, do we watch Fargo on Amazon I swear. Prime? Movies open up with one tr- one preview, maybe one movies commercial, and then TV shows they <clears throat> usually have them every like not anymore seven minutes or so. Um, I mean, unless like FX pays Hulu not to have commercials, because I've been watching It's Always Sunny with Haley, and mm-hmm. there's been no commercials in that. Well. What sucks is that they're getting better about not letting you skip commercials when you have pre-recorded a game. Oh, they don't let you do that? Like, if you DVR it? Yeah. You have to be really clever about it. And they may have fixed this since I last did it. But if you go into your fast-forward mode before the commercial starts, like, like you can tell a timeout got called and it's going to go to commercial break. If you do it fast enough, then it'll let you skip. But... Otherwise, you're you're screwed. So that use in the early days of Hulu Live, it was really nice because I could record a game and then skip all the commercials and finish it in like, you know, 30 or 40 minutes less. But you can't do that anymore. That seems that's stupid. Any other DVR that I've used, you can just fast forward right through the commercials. Yeah. Unless you're streaming it on demand. Like sometimes they have commercials that you can't skip. But like Comcast, like their DVR... DirecTV, yeah. you just fast forward through the commercials. That's yeah. kind of annoying. Like, what's why? Why even bother recording it? I mean, I guess if to you watch it. well, if you can't watch it <laughs> and then you record it. Yeah. But I mean, I I like to record things even if I'm available to watch it. I'll yeah. record it, wait a little bit, yeah, so and then watch it later so I can fast sure. forward yeah. through the commercials. Yeah, I used to do that too. Shit. I don't know. Probably depends on the network you're using and stuff too. But. I'll look at the I'll look at the cable list because I I am interested. I would like to watch basketball I mean, this year. If I mean, they've probably added more channels, but there was like 50 channels when I first started. So, hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, what's going on? Sports talk took a while. Anything else you guys want to mention? Um, I have a movie pass update. Ooh, yes. It Phil sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the verge of canceling. We'll see how it goes this week, but. <laughs> I tried to go see uh, Monsters and Men downtown at Regal Meridian. What the fuck is that? It's the latest. Well, not the latest, I guess, but it's like another cop drama movie. Who is in it? Uh, Denzel's son, John David Washington. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, something. he's the cop. It's like a police shooting drama movie. Very, uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I saw at uh there's an AMC here in Seattle um, off of Aurora. They had like a, a a big giant cutout, and it's it was like a winner of Sundance oh, right. Audience yeah, Award or something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, so I tried to go see that downtown because it's the only theater that's playing it around here. And the first night I went, I didn't think to check the app. I just assumed it would work, and it was saying no available screenings. And I was like, oh, fuck. But then Pacific Place was right there, so I was like, oh, I'll just go see Venom instead. Tuesday, I did basically try to do the same thing, but check the app beforehand. It was working during the day, and then about 7 o'clock at night is when the app wasn't working. And so I contacted them this time, and they were like, oh, we can only manually check you in um, like a half hour before you slide your card. I guess it was like a known issue that the app wasn't working properly, but mm. the workaround was to manually load your card, but you'd have to call in or chat with them. With MoviePass? Yeah. Okay. So then I get down there and I had to chat or call them to have them manually load my card within the half hour. 
they were closed on the phone. So then I tried to chat them and they didn't get back to me until like 9 a.m. the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we are here. How can we help you? I was like, yeah, no. That ship has sailed, but Yeah. So I saw Stars Born that night instead. But yeah, I drove downtown twice. Luckily, I found free parking both times. <laughs> but it was... Yeah, not ideal. Just get rid of it, dude. I got rid of it two months ago, and a weight has been lifted yeah, from my shoulders. I don't understand why you you continue to cling to this. Because it's 10 bucks, and sometimes I got to go see a movie at Regal or Cinemark. You got gotta, to. Got to. <laughs> you don't have to, and they're probably not the good movies anyway. And sometimes three movies in one week isn't enough, you know? <laughs> three movies. Let me give you some advice. From a normal human, <laughs> three movies in a week is always more than enough. Yeah. Even with double features, always. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I mean, we'll get into it later, but I heard you saw a double feature on Friday. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tom, what's up? Uh, it's decorative gourd season. Yes, that's true. October is. Where's your pumpkin? I don't see one. Well, my mug you got that on says the porch it's... Or... my mug that says it's decorative gourd season, motherfuckers, is in the cabinet. You actually have a, a mug that says that. Yeah. Is it? It's a, a decorative gourd no. mug. No. Oh, that's lame. It's a McSweeney's mug. A what? McSweeney's. Oh, the quarterly journal. Yeah. They got a lot of good uh, swag. <laughs> anyway. Uh, October is quickly becoming my favorite month of the year. It's always so been the best month of the year. It used to be September for me, but now September... Whose can... favorite month is September? <laughs> it was so like mild school and starts. relaxed. It's amazing. And... <laughs> I wasn't in school when I picked that. What? Okay. August is clearly superior to September. No, August yeah. is too hot and busy. It's no. beautiful. September is relaxed. August nights, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Uh, also september is such a lame month That's no like we used to have such consistent weather is labor day your favorite holiday no well maybe it is because i never do anything on it yeah so what right. I, I don't do anything on most holidays whatever so okay eat food hey listen you're, we're you're on the same page now yeah. october kicks ass yes it does my, it's my birthday month oh shit birthday's next weekend yeah did Shout you get that invite to Tom? myself mm, i didn't get an Boy. invite I haven't, I haven't oh, officially right. planned anything. Yet. Whatever. I mean, it's super lame. Thirtieth birthday and just you better make it quick because like my calendar so fills up. You know, keep Saturday open if you can. All day. Oh yeah, we're doing no. double yeah, feature nine, in the 9 morning to two a.m. <laughs> I did an all day thing yesterday. <clears throat> like I said, I have a friend who's about to have a baby, and uh, so we went out for like you know the the man's version of a baby shower. Is that a thing? Well, when the women get together and they do their baby shower thing, you know, some people decide to do it together, which is probably, you know, whatever. But other times it's just like the ladies who do their presents and talk about babies and then the guys right. go out and, and they drink beer and they, they eat buffalo beer. wings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you're really close. We went to Kona Kitchen, which Where? is Kona Kitchen. It's mm. five blocks up, ten blocks over. Um it's like a mediocre diner that does Hawaiian style stuff like spam and local mocha, and, and they have karaoke there, which I guess mm. gets pretty wild. Mm. So I had fried rice for breakfast, and then <laughs> we went out and did like our whole day, and we watched Venom, and we came back, 
And then we were all hungry again. We came back to the cars and then we ate at Kona Kitchen again. And this time I had Korean fried chicken with rice. And I just like, I felt so terrible the whole rest of the day. From rice? Really? Just carb overload. (laughs) Gut bomb? Uh, Just a glycerin spike that went (laughs) right out the top of my head. I came back to the house and we had to go to a birthday party after that. And I I just like fell asleep on the couch. I had to take a bath. I was in a real bad way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But today I am craving fried chicken. Oh, that's what happens that's what happens hey you put it in fried rice yeah. i love rice anyway that's all i have to say we should move on to the movie did you have a uh, popcorn and soda as well uh i had a couple bites of popcorn but it was really just to sort of uh take the edge off of the the booze i'd been drinking all day Oh, okay yeah sounds like a fun uh baby shower yeah it was pretty fun i saw um two movies this weekend and neither of them did I have a nice cold Coca-Cola? I had beer instead. When my uh, when my mom had a baby shower for my sister, my dad and my uncle Steve went and saw The Rainmaker. It's a John Grisham adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt Weird. Damon's in it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of that it's story. Killer boys night right there. Oh, yeah. The Rainmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, not much new to report on my end. Uh, I you moved. W- I did, yeah. Still, still moving, but move, move most of the big stuff. Uh, it took. I walked here to Tom's place. That's where we're recording. Tom just pulled over an ottoman. He does. Uh, you swapped it back out. support. Back None of that. Wait, I need. I need one of those ergonomic seats that you know what I'm talking about, where you sort of like lean forward and your hips. Yeah, it's like a saddle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are really nice. <clears throat> um. So yeah, I moved. Walked to Tom's place. Fifteen minute walk. Super nice. Apartment's cool. We got internet set up. We're gonna start watching uh Haunted House on Hill. Oh, I know you're talking Hill, about. Haunted think, uh, Hill on House Hill or Mike something. Mike Flanagan did that. Yeah, he did. And is it Netflix. A s- it's a series. Or yeah. Mini series or just like a It's like ten episodes, I think. But is it gonna be its own thing or season two? I don't know. Or? I don't know that much about it. Um anthology. What do we got? I have no clue. <laughs> I okay. will report back next time because I will be starting that tonight. Um, so, yeah. Place is super cool. Close to Tom. Good shit. I'm excited for you guys to be fully moved in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to move most of my stuff next weekend because I got uh, like my TV, which we might try and cram into her car today, but it's pretty oh, big yeah. TV. So, she drives a Corolla. So, I don't Good know. Luck. That thing's a beast. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, other than that, I went to a show. I saw Tiger's Jaw and the Sidekicks, which was a good time. Tiger's Jaw have the worst fans. It's like their their music is not aggressive at all. They're like pop punk-ish, but like alternative rock. But their lyrics are kind of whiny and emotional, but like... People were like going off in quote unquote the pit. Mm-hmm. The pit consisted of like eight six foot tall white dudes with baseball caps just like screaming along the words, pushing everybody, jumping up. It was a fucking nightmare. Every time I've seen Tiger's Jaw, I have loved the music and the set, but hated the people there. Um, but the seeing the Losers. sidekicks were cool. Sounds like <laughs> most shows. <laughs> <No. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to listen to them in my headphones at home. All shows. Mm, I like the best of both worlds, but 
Uh, and the side disco. Hmm? Silent disco. Slow disco. um and the sidekicks are are really cool my friend toby from college is in that band um they were great cool to see them shout out to toby what's up toby uh that's about it for me though uh anything else we good you guys want to move on i'm in the deep end man that was a solid 20 minute introduction you guys you're not not in the shallows i'm so far from the shallows (laughs) from the (laughs) (laughs) shaft Hello. <laughs> uh, that leads us into our first review, which is A Star is Born. Did I even say at the top of the show what we were reviewing? No. We're doing A Star is Born, and we're doing the Ryan Gosling vehicle, First Man, afterwards. Mm-hmm. So we'll get, we'll get to that one, but let's start off with A Star is Born. We got a clip. Let's listen. Tell me something, boy Aren't you tired trying to fill that void? Or do you need more? Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? Is that me? That's you. You just write that now? Pretty good. Okay. A Star is Born is directed by Brad Cooper. Stars Lady Gaga, Brad Cooper, Sam Elliott. And the screenplay is written in part by Bradley Cooper. And there's seven more screenplay credits, so I'm not even going to bother with that bullshit. Uh, plot synopsis reads A musician helps a young singer find singer find fame, even his age and alcohol <laughs> alcoholism send his own career into a downward spiral. So Bradley Cooper's directorial debut. We have been talking about the previews for this fucking movie for months now. Oh yeah. Thank God it's That's finally one thing we can celebrate. I ran the whole <laughs> gamut of hating the commercials, having no interest in this movie, to loving the commercials and making this the event of the season. Why? Well, actually, it's know, funny just... you say that, but watching the trailer after seeing the movie, love the trailer now. <laughs> Trailer's amazing. <laughs> It was never that well. No, I no. It's a bad trailer. I'm not even gonna try and. It was so. All of the marketing it's, for this movie is so obnoxious. Yeah. The main problem was it was overdone. Like yeah. there's way it was way too frequent. Well, I you know there's that transition where you well at least this happens with me where I say I like something ironically now like that's my mindset I'm like oh yeah Star Is Born's gonna be great say it ironically but then I start to believe it. Anyway, that was fine. That was my experience with the trailer. That's how I started saying shit like "bro" and well, exactly and, um, and "dog" and shit like that. I still do that. That's <laughs> well, how yeah, Travis but rich, ended up it was ironic. Dunkirk <laughs> <laughs> wrote his own narrative. <laughs> um, okay, so a star is born. Uh, it's been doing pretty well. People seem to be loving this thing, making a fair amount of money. People are praising Lady Gaga, mm. the Coops. Mm. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I want to know is, what did you guys think of A Star is Born? Can we save Travis for last? 
Sure. Since we don't know what he thinks. Do you want me to go first or you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I loved A Star is Born. Loved it so much. I couldn't even resist it. <laughs> I It took me places emotionally that I haven't been in a long time. Oh, my God. I cried twice. <laughs> <laughs> I I was I was pretty um enthralled the whole thing the whole thing through. Yeah, loved it. Matt, did Great you ride. cry? No. See, this is uh, I'm already mad at you. <laughs> I'm already mad at you. You're such a hater. <laughs> no, I did not. I didn't I didn't go into this movie wanting to hate it. Like I okay, so I enjoyed this movie overall I enjoyed the movie, right? So I thought their performances were, were great. I loved Sam Elliott in particular. Very mm-hmm. small role, but he has a very key scene. Mm-hmm. Not key scene, yeah. but a really emotionally resonant scene that we can get into later. Bradley Cooper I thought was fantastic. Lady Gaga was was very good. Here's the thing with Lady Gaga, though. She's, She's a generational talent. Is that what you're going to say? Uh, not quite. <laughs> uh, I love Lady Gaga. So outside of A Star is Born. I love Lady Gaga. I think Bad Romance is one of the best pop songs written in the past, you know, 15 years. She has been getting a lot of praise for her performance, right? People are saying she's going to get nominated for the Oscar, all this stuff. I think she's at her best in the movie when she's performing. Yeah, I would agree. She specifically wanted the the live concert sequences in the film to be filmed live she requested that she's in her element in those situations so i think she's at her best when she's performing that is her job she's fantastic at it of course she's good at it in this movie right outside of the the live music portions of the film she's good don't get me wrong i mean i I think she gives a good performance but all these people throwing around like oh she's one of the best performances in years she's remarkable like any other actress, not any other actress, you know what I'm trying to say? Like a lot of other people yeah. could have played those parts of yeah. the film, the dramatic parts. Uh, she never, there were a couple sequences that kind of took me out of the film, but honestly it was mostly because of, I don't know if you guys will agree, but I think some of the writing in this movie is a little shoddy. Um, generally pretty good, but there are some, like inorganic lines of dialogue that watching her deliver it some like weird perfect example and it's in the trailers is when bradley cooper rolls down the window and he says (laughs) hey she turns around what i just wanted to get one more look at you and that that look that she gives bradley cooper Mm -hmm. just seems so the one that i texted to you yes yes a goofy look it's a goofy look it seems like she's trying you know it's it's acting so not to say that I'm not real. The point of this rant isn't to downplay her performance. It's just that you think people are going overboard. I didn't love it as much as lots of other people. But love this movie. for someone who's primarily a singer, I thought she did a great job. Oh, it's impressive. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's different. Her being impressive is different than trying to throw all these accolades on her just because it's a surprise. Like, I, but right. I think, I mean, we don't have, I'm sure you have other things to say about the movie, but. Like, from a holistic perspective, I think it's a, a pretty fucking incredible performance. Like, I would I would put her, for sure, in an Oscar nomination. I would say, maybe nomination, but we'll see about a win. I think she will get nominated. 
I don't think she should, but she will get nominated. I don't think she should win. Do you have somebody else from this year? Tony Collette. Yeah, I love Tony Collette. Um, oh, what's I've that one movie? Tony Collette and she was Hereditary. Hereditary. Oh, right. Duh. Yeah, she was fantastic in that. But that's not an Academy type performance. I think it is. Well, versus A Star Is Born, I just feel like A Star. Is Born I think they'll that. both get nominated. Yeah. But as far as a win goes, I think it's been a pretty male centric year as far as like standout performances. Like, I feel like there will probably be more coming in the, the coming months leading up to Oscar season. But like when I think of my favorite movies of the year, Annihilation, Natalie Portman, she was good. You know, it, not Oscar worthy performance. Right. No one in that was right. Particularly yeah, great. Right. You were never really here. There's hardly any women in that movie. You know what I mean? First Reformed, Amanda Siegfried, no, no. get out of here. Um, Black Klansman, no. Like, no. Uh, eighth Grade, Elsie Fisher, no. she's pretty good, but is like, no. how often do they, I mean, they nominated Scarlett Johansson for, uh, what was it, Girl with a Pearl Earring, I think. She got nominated for an Oscar when she was very young. Anyway, I'm just I'm just not ruling it out. I thought Elsie Fisher was, was very good. Um, I don't know. For my money, so far, Lady Gaga is who I would give the award to. Over she's, Tony Collette? She's a total package. No way. In this dude. movie. I love Tony Collette. I, I want her to have a nomination, but I mean, the this movie, the whole experience, the performances, I see what you're saying, but you can't discount the performances just because they're they're her profession like her musical profession no i'm not i tried to so i'm speak i'm trying to speak objectively outside of her performing in front of a crowd it was very good but i mean yeah there were i could see her acting sometimes you know Mm, okay if i'm the academy and i had the choice over the two i'd go tony clett as well we're kind of getting down in the trenches on this one that's not really Um, what we're talking about but but, this is a nice segue to my feelings lay it on uh, us the better movie of those two, completely unrelated, is A Star is Born. Between, uh, wait. Yes, I, th- I would prefer A Star is Born over Hereditary. Um, I loved A Star is Born, but I do have a few minor quibbles. But I will say that for everything it did bad, it made up with something special. Oh, my God. I so would special. compare it to, this is a weird comparison, but like The Last Jedi. Last Jedi has some like cringeworthy moments, some moments that ring false, but it does a lot of amazing things that just make me just it just wins me over. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Well said. Couldn't agree I, more. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like there was anything. I can't point to a single scene in this movie that made me feel mm. anything like The Last Jedi made me feel. What? If you're going to draw that comparison... We're talking like what? an action sci-fi versus a like musical That's romance. not what I mean. That's not what I mean. I mean the. I feel like the sequences you guys are thinking of that made you feel that way, I felt were incredibly manipulative and sentimental. We're going to get My into this favorite, later. It's a sentimental <clears throat> movie. It's My melodramatic for sure. And I didn't like the way that it was handled in this movie because it tries to take itself seriously. I don't think this movie is really embracing the melodrama. I think it is, it's elevated drama. Sure. The, the stakes are really high. The, the performances are not over the top. You don't, you don't like, you don't buy into the relationship or 
You don't find it believable? Like what? what? It's not that. So I like the moments between Riley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Yeah, they were What great. I have an issue with is towards the end of the movie, we're talking like the last 30, 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah, probably the last third of it. It lost me completely. One, because it's completely predictable. Having not seen the previous three A Star Is Born movies, I knew exactly what was going to happen in this movie. So when it yeah. happened, we'll get into this a little bit in spoiler, but there's there's a huge moment towards the end of the movie that it's a bad scene. Prior to that, I th- I thought uh, I I think that's going to happen. I hope it doesn't. I felt the same. Then it happened, <laughs> and I it. But see, I think it's a fact that. That you hoped it didn't happen. I think that's what makes the movie special. Because like I was really impacted by the thing that happened. Right. Because you're rooting for them the entire time. And you're also rooting for just Bradley Cooper overcoming his alcoholism in the movie. Exactly. And you think he's going to like escape it. Or you know he's getting better. They show... Spoilers. And We're just going straight into spoilers right here. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, is- I have issues with how, that, how that's handled. The whole alcoholism... Yeah, we're getting into spoiler territory. Let's start. So let's from hold the off. Start. Drop back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Scene by scene. Opening scene. Line by line. Here we go. Okay. Uh, let's let's all say something that's in a different direction. <clears throat> I thought that Bradley Cooper's direction was really good, especially during the live scenes. The, mm-hmm. All the, yeah. the performances, the camera work, the the staging of it all. Like when she's off to the side of the stage during his performance. Uh, the one that she eventually goes on on i was like oh man my heart was pounding uh i was so nervous and they i just think they do that so well and then the part where she moves to the main where he calls her over to the main mic i was like oh my god here we go that's the best scene in the movie yeah it is so in the moment (laughs) yes that's the best scene but after the fact like Oh yeah, I just I just threw this together, you know, a couple hours before the show. Like she, th- literally, their whole experience with that song was her singing in a parking There's lot. There's a few conveniences. He arranged it like the fact that she, with zero preparation, being put on the spot, was able to like nail all of. Like they try and get the where she's like kind of stumbling through like when to come in, but she still nails it. Like mm-hmm. it's just a look on her face. Like looking at it after the fact. It felt insincere to me. It, I still think that's the best scene in the movie. Like I was like, oh my god! Like her. Yeah, I got chills during that. Yeah, scene. no, me too. Me too. I think that was a really good sequence. But like, that's my problem with this movie. In the moment, scenes that I thought were like revelatory and I thought were amazing, like I look back on, and they just felt manipulative to me. Well, and to further prove your point uh, to an extent, I guess the scene before that, the parking lot scene, I feel like it's a good scene. I, but at the same time, to believe that someone could just come up with that caliber of song on the fly like that is... She said she'd been working on it for a while, I thought. She... No, that was like a different song, I think. I think for this one, she was like, oh, yeah, I just kind of came up with it. Like, mm. she was working it through her head right. before she came out. And it's like, that's like a, a radio hit, like platinum type song. And you came up with it in your head just like on a whim. That, well, happens, that's, that happens in real life, though. That's Maybe, the thing. But like... I don't know. Maybe I'm not a musician or not tapped into music enough to know that that happens. But that just didn't seem organic enough. I mean, they have to do like a. They have to put this sort of meteoric rise into this movie, right? Like, it's not the type of movie where you watch the artist who 
like really is working at their craft for a long time and has some ups and downs. And then finally at the end they achieve like you get, that's, I think what one of the best parts of the movie is that you get to see the whole experience. It's her, where she came from, you get to see her rise and then you get to see the aftermath and her kind of growth and development. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a longer story, I guess. So my, chapters. my biggest problem with the movie, I think is that it is, a meteoric rise of a star, right? But it's from the perspective of Bradley Cooper's character. From her perspective, watching her rise, it's all just exposition. It's like, oh, you got SNL. Oh, it's, you're nominated for three Grammys. Oh, you won Grammys. Like, and it's the timeline of this movie is weird. Yes, because you like some stuff kind of drags out, and then other parts feel kind of rushed or it's like wait how much time has passed because right it just seems too soon for this moment to occur sorry they just jump well no but you're right they just jump from milestone to milestone you don't see the progression you don't really see lady gaga's character like the stress of being a celebrity all this fame and attention but like her dad watches some fucking youtube videos and it's like oh you were amazing it's got five hundred thousand views already like i think (laughs) endearing and hilarious i mean he's great that's um, Vincent D'Onofrio, right? Oh, no, no. Andrew, Andrew Dice Clay, yeah. But also, I, I, okay, so yes, it's about the the rise of the star, but the central story isn't her stardom. It's their relationship. It's the it's the couple and the romance. And so they have to have, like, the you know, the, the timeline is manipulated in a way that allows you to see, like, where their, basically where their friction points are going to be. Well, you know? and I feel like it has to be that way, or else it's like a three-hour movie in... I, I feel like this movie can't really be three hours. Like, I, I guess it's going to take, like, it's not going to shed everything out as much as it can just to be like a, a two hour and 15 minute movie. Right. Let's, um, I, I think we do still have a lot to talk about, but let's move into spoilers. Uh, is there anything else, general impressions you guys want to throw out there before we do that? I uh, just I was really impressed with the music. Yeah, the music was great. Um, I think the final song was not that great. Like, I get what it was trying to do, but as far as the song, it's just kind of a yeah, like yeah. average. But it was touching. Right. For the Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to give it a f- few more points just for what it's trying to do. But the song itself, isolated from the movie, is not a great song. I would say that about every song in this movie. No, The Shallows is a great song. No. And so is uh, the one, I forget what it's called, but like the one about like the band not being around or quitting on you or whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe it's time to let the old That's a good song. Down. And that him performing that in the movie, I think, is good too. Uh, Did Bradley I, Cooper already know how to play guitar? Always or? Remember Us This Way, I thought was a good song oh, too. Oh, yeah. So that's the thing about Bradley Cooper is I can't help but feel like this whole movie is just Bradley Cooper jerking off Mm -hmm. on everybody watching the movie. Mm -hmm. We know Bradley Cooper is a talented guy, right? He's a good actor. He's People Magazine's sexiest man alive, 2010 or whatever the fuck, right? That hair. So we know that. (laughs) We know Bradley Cooper's talented. Now what happens? Bradley Cooper directs. 
Bradley Cooper writes. Bradley Cooper helps write the songs. Bradley Cooper on stage live fucking shredding on guitar. Singing. He's got a good singing voice. Looking sexy as fuck with his Chris Christopherson hair and his beard. He did beard. his homework, though. It's just like Tom Cruise and like the Mission Impossible movies. Those are his movies. But it's... This is Bradley Cooper's movie. Bullshit. No. It? It's too... Like, he learned how to play bullshit? guitar. No, I like, mean... You have to give him credit. Well, I give him credit. I'm just like I've always kind of had a vendetta you against sound like such a hater. He's Bradley drinking Cooper. a little bit. Of right you want to know why? You honestly want to know the reason why I've had a vendetta against Bradley Cooper? Let's hear it. It's because circa 2010, 2011, something like that. Bradley Cooper was voted People Magazine's sexiest man alive. Do you know who came in number two that year? Ryan Gosling. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I, that like, is bullshit. Honestly, honestly, like I've, I've ne- like I've always kind of been like mm, Bradley Cooper, <laughs> this fucking guy. Like, who does he think he is? And then now he does, you know. Hey. Like, but I, I admit, don't hate the player. <laughs> I admit the hypocrisy because when La La Land came out, I was like, Ryan Gosling can fucking play piano like a pro. He can sing. He can dance. He can act. He's, you know, like I get. It. So you're being biased. I am. Okay. I am. I am biased against Bradley. Cooper. I feel like we just I feel like I just broke somebody on the witness stand. <laughs> you know what? I did fucking kill him and he deserved it. <laughs> okay. okay, let's Spoiler. let's do star ratings. Oh, okay. Three and a half out of five. Five stars. I'm calling five too. What the f- It's okay. my best movie okay. of the year so far. Okay. What? Yeah. The reason why I get away with that is I gave The Last Jedi five stars as well. Last Jedi is amazing. It took me to watch Both these movies are amazing in their own right. Um, This movie, I feel like this movie can only go down on a rewatch. You don't think so? I don't think so. What more could you possibly appreciate from a rewatch? This movie haunted me, man. It has so many good performances. It's so lame, though. Haunted you? The ending of this movie, the ending of this movie is what turned me off of the movie. What? I was sitting at like a four, maybe four and a half until the last like 30 minutes of this oh, movie. Can we actually, so to start off spoilers, I want to say the one scene that, that really dig, I, I had serious quibbles with this. It's the Grammys, the whole Grammys oh, experience. Oh, yes. yes. That is- no one would have <laughs> let him fucking sit on the stairs like that for like 40 seconds mumbling weird shit. They would have had producers, security PAs, guards, whatever. Like, no one, he would have been out of there. Like, there's no fucking way that would have happened. And it like it was really torturous to watch. I think it watch. could have done something different and been just as effective. Like, it was just like, we've never seen that happen at on an award show. No. Like nothing to that level at least. They never there bring was, people on stage the like that. The machine guy who like climbed. he climbed up on the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's probably the closest I would get to this. And they were all even... they're also like anarchists to right. an extent. Fucking lady shouldn't have God. invited them. Yeah. To the <laughs> yeah like, what are anyways. you doing inviting Rage Against the Machine to the Grammys? <laughs> yeah. No, totally. That never would have happened in a million years. So that that was. A troublesome scene, yes. Yeah. But I will, to the movie's credit, it served its purpose. I yeah. was uncomfortable as fuck so, watching oh, that. Yeah. I could right. barely watch it. I know. Right. It was a good scene. It's just a little too far-fetched. Yes. Yeah. I just wish that they had uh, played with it a little bit more to make it slightly more believable. Like, like he came out from backstage or something. Yeah. Not like he was fucking... Dude. This movie's set in a weird reality, though. Like, yeah, it is. Even the music itself, we don't really have any musicians that are similar to 
Bradley Cooper's character in this movie. Like I right saw now. somebody, some critic compared him to like like a country star who plays Soundgarden music or something. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty spot on. Yeah, because it's a mix of a few different genres. Yeah, well, I think honestly, I think part of the reasoning behind that is you know, if you go too far into country, you're gonna alienate people because a lot of people love country, but right. a lot of people fucking hate. Country, I'm one of those right? people. Yes, me too. <laughs> me true. too. So you can't lean too far into the country. You have to be kind of it's like, like a, a hybrid. You're like a rock star that has a country twang to an extent, right. and even then, it's really. It really doesn't lean that much into country it's it's, it's more about pretty his persona. he's wearing cowboy boots yeah yeah totally he's in texas or whatever yes yeah were they in texas were they in like jersey it was all over the place he lives in la okay anyway right i don't know i'm just wondering like where he met her at the beginning because they, they weren't Oh, like where the show happened? It yeah. was in L.A. because she she works in L.A. She was she worked at a restaurant. We see the skyline. Okay. <clears throat> I don't recall where his ranch is. Maybe Arizona. that's in Texas. The ranch. Oh, pecan farm. <laughs> yes, pecan farm. That house was so nice. Yes. Okay. So, where where do you guys want to start with spoilers? Um. Well, I mean, you had complaints with the end of the movie, so I think we can go there. Basically, so here's here's where the turn happened. It's when Bradley Cooper goes to rehab. Mm-hmm. He has a conversation with the mentor, leader, whatever that guy the was. The guy who leader. led. Yeah, he has kind of a side conversation outside, right? And Bradley Cooper tells the story of when I was a kid, I tried to kill myself, I hung myself with my bell. And the fan broke and they start cracking up, you know, like one, it felt dishonest to me. Two, I was like, oh, they're giving that detail in there because Bradley yeah. Cooper is going to kill himself that with a bell. Sign number one. And <laughs> I was like, I hope, one. I hope it doesn't do that right there in that moment. I said, I hope it doesn't do that. One, because the implication is he is killing himself to save her realistically why do you think save her that's that was the whole point of the movie he killed himself he was basically a martyr he killed himself because he felt like he was holding back her career ruined her career i like that though i felt like a grand like romance i mean it's like this year's titanic (laughs) i see the reason why that doesn't it's like a big grand yeah. romance. He sac okay, Leonardo DiCaprio sacrificed himself for Rose, okay? It's a little bit different. You know, oh, they both they both but... would have fit on the thing like very yeah. different circumstances. I, so it didn't feel uh <clears throat> what was the word you used? It didn't feel insincere? like Yeah, it didn't feel insincere to me, but and I didn't have a problem with the foreshadowing, but I can see what you're saying about the the mentality kind of and especially because before that 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 stupid just dickhead producer that no one would actually take seriously came in there well, and said that bullshit to him and it like it affected him in a way that was maybe not once super that believable. conversation happened i was like he's gonna kill himself yeah. yes yeah. so that that's that's where the real turn happened because it planted the seed and i, I was like bummed i was like oh god <laughs> I, I, like, hope, oh, no. I hope i hope bradley coop i like i hope yeah. he doesn't kill himself yeah. With like, I hope that wasn't super literal foreshadowing, right? And then I was still invested in the movie. I was like, well, maybe the movie's smart enough to not go there. 
Then that conversation with the manager happens, right? He basically sits him down and he gives this bullshit. Like, it's it's such bullshit. Like, anyone listening to it is like, that's so clearly, like, a corporate, like, Hollywood bullshit speak. Like, you need to have an if his image. Brother, if his brother had delivered the same the same kind of message to him, that would have been real fucked up. Yes. And that would have been, you know, so much more interesting, so much more interesting. But the fact that because this bullshit Holly, like uh, music dude, producer gives him this. Yeah. gives him this spiel about how you're ruining her career. She's an embarrassment. You're not going to be in the picture for very long. I, I, I struggle with the jump from, why can't he just like divorce her or have a conversation about it? Be like, I feel like I'm holding you back. Like to jump directly just, from that, because what does that? What happens? He she kills won't himself. leave him though. That's the whole problem. He can leave her, but I don't think she wants that. It doesn't matter. It's love, man. It's, it's not how it's, it's messy. Uh, it's confusing. Uh. It's yeah. I mean, I can see both sides. Yeah, so really. can I. It just matters. Uh, I, yeah, I can see him like I can sort of justify it in my mind that he already felt that way. And then this idiot comes in and says the same thing. And he's like, yeah, I was planning on doing that tonight <laughs> or whatever. You know, he the problem I have is because the way the movie resolves itself, he's portrayed as like one, a victim to a martyr. He's not totally portrayed as a victim. They have a fucking award ceremony. The whole, the emotional climax of the movie is her singing this song about I'll never, whatever it was, I'll never stop loving you, whatever it is. Intercut with moments from their relationship. Oh man. Very last cut. He actually wrote the song. Like, fuck that. Like, the whole last 30 minutes of this movie, I hated. Hated. I but thought it was such I bullshit. I don't, I don't feel like they like glamorized it too much. That like made it not glamorized it. No, I feel like that was more well, so for her than him. Even though it was like, yeah. know, it was almost for her way to like heal. But on stage in an award ceremony, and they didn't pull the song out last minute. There was you saw the song come out earlier too. Yeah. I just think how much less impactful of a movie would it have been if he divorced her. And that's how this movie ends. Instead of he dies and she has a grieving moment on stage with another beautiful performance. That's not the point, though. It could have ended. Like, I'm not saying that's how it should have ended. It would have been a lesser movie, though. Like, I I feel like it had to swing for the fences. And even if it maybe wasn't 100% true or whatever. I care. I was just, like, devastated. You guys know (laughs) that I, I cry more than both of you guys. I was like arms crossed, like see. I during actually that whole teared up a bit, and I rarely you ever of all people. My eyes were God. filling up a bit, man. <sighs> I know. I'm... <laughs> Does music not touch your soul? No, because that song was bullshit. Doesn't it was matter. so cheesy. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Her face in that whole scene. Her performance was convincing. Yeah, no. Her like she her on the the verge of tears the whole time. The voice mm-hmm. almost cracking, but never you didn't cracking. Like the, like, commentary on today's like music industry like chester bennington chris cornell like all those guys i feel like it was a very like modern adaptation mm-hmm. of this story what you are know, you talking about like the whole musicians him, him, have been killing themselves for i know but i just feel like it's very of its time <laughs> to do it years. this way like i don't know it just seems timely i i think the also, the 
the struggles that they had seemed uh, really plausible. Where he's like, you're making some fucking bullshit pop songs. Yeah, I liked the commentary on. But she like, also fame doesn't apologize for the music it, industry too, which I liked. She's like, "Yep, that's my song. I'm fucking doing it. I'm, I'm kicking ass." That's like, why you can I go had, fuck yourself. That's why I didn't have any sympathy for his character because he was a fucking dick. He was jealous of her, like her rise to fame. Their career paths went into opposite directions. Right. So the fact that the reason that I, the main reason I have an issue with him killing himself at the end is because one, the trajectory of their career path is super predictable. That's fine. A star is born. You predict that she's going to go up. He's going to go down. Sure. That's fine. I, I really don't have a problem with yeah, that. Very similar to the uh, Whitney documentary. Yes. Sure. <laughs> the problem that I have is they go on this trajectory and then he's in a downward spiral. And then he comes to the conclusion that he's going to kill himself to basically not save her career, but that that's his motivation, right? He's holding her back. Yeah. Kill, like suicide is a big deal. He had this conversation. Like they, they, the whole movie, I feel like the way they, they, uh, uh, present his like self-destructive behavior. It's just so cliche. He gets drunk you see the progression of he takes it to the next level. He gets too drunk. He yells at Lady Gaga's character, whatever. He commits himself to rehab. You have a couple teary apologies to his brother and whoever make you cry a little hey, bit. You can't, you can't say that. I just that did. That scene was amazing. Him and Sam Elliott. So, yes. Can we talk about them? a lot of their scenes together? Are great, and they had two. And I the said you're earlier that you're just like throwing them out. It's not. It's <laughs> like they're I'm, manipulative. I'm, I'm, you know I'm, what? Alcoholism is cliche. People follow the same patterns. It doesn't have. Okay, yes, no, I see what you're saying, but I feel like this movie. It's not. Not that it's not a realistic portrayal of alcoholism. It's glazed over. Because they, they just, like, he just... How is it Your problem over? is it's, like, all in service of her, and you don't feel like that's really justified. No, no. I, I Like, I feel like the movie, like, it's all framed around Bradley Cooper's character. That's the problem well, yeah. I have with the movie. Like, it's not... For me, it's not really her story. It's Bradley Cooper's story. And I I, I go back to the I fact feel like that it's Bradley... it's both their story. Yeah. It's all Bradley Cooper. They're equal... They have equal I don't trajectories think so. and screen time and... I'm not talking screen time. Yeah, Lady Gaga is the quote-unquote star, but the emotional resonance comes from this sacrifice that Bradley Cooper's character. But she's makes. in a relationship with him, so she carries some of that too. But the whole yeah, but she, <laughs> Why yeah, does but what bother you? Because <laughs> what difference does it make who's the star? It's a great movie. The story's amazing. Their their it's romance not amazing. Their it's romance is fuck. It's amazing. Their romance is really it's a little cliche but so are a lot of movies so it does enough like no special singular moments that separate it from other movies i sound like i'm like way i mean i gave the movie a 3.5 like i i did enjoy the movie it just it it kind of collapsed at the end of it for me because i really have serious problems with one the way it presents alcoholism and two this sacrifice that he makes i just i can't i feel like it, it rides the line of like Part of the reason why he did that was to, like, well, I guess he, he feels guilty because he he made her in one instance, but he also ruined her in another because he gave her the chance to become a star. And because of that, she's kind of sold out. And they deal with that in the middle of the movie 
And then towards the end of the movie, I think it's trying to get back to that she's she's trying to say something again. It's not her just selling out being a like a, a pop star or whatever. I don't think that she sells out. I know that's kind of what the movie is trying to say, that she's a sellout. Dude, that but song is terrible. Where is that? Purpose. No, it is. <laughs> it, it is. But where is that coming from? The whole thing is framed that way so that Bradley Cooper can be like, you're not a fuck. No, I think His that's... music sucks too. Fuck the music no, in this movie. I think... The movie in this movie is <laughs> not very I think that's really important that her, her music sucks because... It is. Because she defends it and she doesn't like just back down. Like I said earlier, she said, fuck you. That's my song. Yeah. And Lady Gaga in real life, what'd she get famous for? Fucking Poker Face? I mean, come on. Bad Romance. One of the greatest pop songs. No, she got famous for Poker Face. Well, yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, but I mean, like, (laughs) sure. There are way better songs than the song. Yeah, that song sucks. (laughs) They can't. So I get get what you're trying to say there, right? It might as well have been Poker Face. Yes. But the difference is that Poker Face is a good pop song. I, the trash. It just takes so it too far. On this, before. the song that she writes is but trash. I don't feel like we're trying to. We're not telling Lady Gaga's that story. That doesn't change we're the story. Just like a a musician story, and so I would more blanket this on like the current pop music that's out right now. That's very similar to one another, but very forgettable. But I wouldn't necessarily, even though it's it's kind of the same thing. Lady Gaga's music, her pop music's more special than like. Noah Cyrus or like I don't know there's a couple other examples but who the fuck is Noah I don't Cyrus know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's uh I think it's Miley Cyrus's sister maybe. sister named Noah or brother no it's it's a girl <laughs> I don't know the music that Chelsea listens to, it's all the same it's all got him I know yeah sorry Chelsea <laughs> Noah Cyrus is it is that popular right now? Like, I haven't even heard that name before. I think she's done a song with Bieber. Bieber? No. Yeah. Who's Bieber? Maker. You know what I'm trying to say, though? Like, there's a lot of music Who's that's... Who's Bieber? Is that what you <laughs> that's very similar, but I she's kind of her own beast. She's a special person. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> we're trying to defend can this. We, can we talk about uh, the brother scenes? Because that scene in the chat... Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, do that. Sam Elliott, if he, I hope he wins Best Supporting Actor. He's great. Uh, yeah, he's, he's really he doesn't good. have enough. Barely in it, like enough but to get a nomination. Every time he's in the movie, he kills. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Okay, Don't so, start up with that bullshit again. My I can't favorite. Do a Sam Elliott voice. My favorite scene in the entire movie. I, okay, so earlier you guys were giving me shit because I was like talking shit on the best scene in the movie. Whatever. It is the best scene in the movie for me. Is when second best. They okay. So <laughs> they're together. He's. <laughs> Uh, Sam Elliott's character is dropping Bradley Cooper off at his ranch. Bradley Cooper gets out of the car and he's talking about, you know, I I made that comment about how my dad was my real hero. No, I stole your voice. I stole your voice. You're actually, you're actually my hero. Closes the yeah. door. And then Sam Elliott, like, it's so subtle. Like, it's not showy at all. I think that's what I, that's why I appreciated that the most. Because this is a very showy movie. But that scene was very subtle. Well, where the camera was, too. Like, it didn't have to move. It was yeah, nothing. He, he backs out. You see his eyes. He's tearing up. You see him trying to hold back tears. Like, his face is trying to stay stoic. Like, when you've that done moment. that, too. Like, you've, well, at least, like, you've peeled out of a driveway or something because you're, like, pissed off or emotional or something and even the way bradley cooper handles that scene too it's like 
he's like struggling with what to say and how to get it out. But he kind of like says it as like a throwaway thing before he slams the door and like like he can barely get the words out. Yeah, yeah it was that scene was amazing. Yeah, no, I agree that that was my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah. What else? What else we got? We've been going. We're an hour deep into this thing. <clears throat> Anything um, else on the Star is Born? I want the dog. Oh, that's yeah. A good, how about the the suicide scene dog. itself? Is it his real dog? Yeah. Oh, fucking Bradley. I thought the, the way that was scene. done was pretty well done and effective. Like it, the way it was shot, and because like it shows just him carrying the belt, which you like know what's going to happen. But then like the police lights flashing on the house and the trees and stuff, and then the dog just sitting out there in in the driveway and you can just see oh. him hanging that was bullshit. man you see the dog what? inside behind the glass and then all of a sudden the dog is outside yeah but he pulls out or is the dog still in, the dog's still inside uh, you never see him let the dog out i don't it know about that. it's door. so manipulative because you see door. the fucking dog sitting in front of the garage get out of here with that bullshit i do right? doggy sentimental <laughs> bullshit could have been a doggy door i do have to say though about the <laughs> my viewing experience there were these two ladies behind us, these two nice old ladies who maybe are hard of hearing and had no clue that the entire theater can hear them talking. And oh God. it got worse as the movie went on and they started to get more emotional. And every single fucking time there was like a silent break, you would just hear one of them say something to the other one. And I was just like, I almost, I was so close just turning around and being as polite as I could, but it's just like oh, they're nice old ladies they probably go to one movie a year i can't do this to them <laughs> but that We've one seen scene the first three stars barns <laughs> and we really exactly. love the bradley cooper guy <laughs> exactly <laughs> but during that scene they the one was like oh, the dog and i was like okay i don't like the dog being in this picture because of that <laughs> the dog. Hate that that's a good dog movies it's you. a good dog it's a great dog <laughs> yeah what the fuck i almost said something on the way out too okay. i was just like real opening title about. Sequence, pretty awesome. Like with the title card coming up, her walking. Oh, her walking through the alleyway. That was good. Yeah, that That was was good good. shit. Yeah, really good. I I really liked the first like two thirds of this movie, like because I love the performances. Yeah, the music. I was talking shit on the music, but it was fine. Like it was serviceable in the movie. I've had zero interest in listening on fucking Spotify to the soundtrack. Come on, I listened to it the other the next day at work. I got I almost cried again. Sarah played it the other day. She played it like two nights ago, and then she was like, "Let's just listen to it one more time." And then she started crying. She's like, "What's happening to me?" Matt, you missed out, man. This was like, this was a special, special thing. No, it mm-hmm. wasn't. It was. It was. I I get what you're saying to an extent. I just feel like you're being a little too harsh. Yeah, way too harsh. Maybe way, uh, in the conversations. There's so I many did things like you could have let go of. Well, I mean, I don't no, know. uh-uh. Yeah. No, don't say that. No. Yeah. No. No, it's true. No, it's not. I, w- I guess I would have just wished he would have <laughs> let some of the problems wash over you a bit more. I let some of the problems <laughs> I let wash over me. Okay. So you're being when generous. we're talking <laughs> fundamental screenplay issues with this white martyrdom, fucking rock star dude sacrificing his life and lady. The, okay, so yeah, I didn't. But it gives reason. No, no, no. I, like, okay, man, I didn't really. Annihilation has some terrible writing and i didn't give that fucking... that's dialogue that's dialogue that's different that's matt's baby watch the out. reason okay so the reason the main reason why i have an issue with that is because the way the movie resolves itself 
Bradley Cooper kills himself. It's this sad, horrible thing. She gives this thing, you know, this memorial concert. It's this grand, glorious moment. And we don't see anything after that. What if, and probably more realistically, what if Bradley Cooper, the love of her life, killed himself to save her career? Think about what that would do to you as a person. If you're the person you love more than anyone in this world... Who she brought know you? That he did it that way. She okay, but sure, whatever. It doesn't Either matter. Way, he though. killed himself. Either way, though, it's still going to affect her. Like, but it doesn't. It doesn't affect her negatively. What if that? Like, I feel like realistically, she's, like, she's no. they show her grieving in yeah. her house for like months. Yeah. And then what? And, and she, then like, what? We're led to believe that's how real posters. life. Works. She's sitting on the couch, just like sulking, like. They maybe could have spent more time on it, but I feel like they got their point. That's across. not the point. Uh, the, po- the point I'm trying to make is that you're not <laughs> recognizing what like toll the suicide of the person you love most in the world can have on you. Why is it that she has this grieving period, and then we're meant to believe that she gives this memorial concert, and then the the uh, we're led to believe that like everything, not everything's fine no. after that, but her career is like he Doesn't was actually a martyr. They honor they yes, honor yeah. him, and then she gives this, you know, like. But we don't know what her career is after this. She could be struggling i feel this. like the way the movie ends we're led to believe that this is kind of a, a moment of catharsis for her yeah and she and then that's it like right but i there's no what inclinations if, of what's going to happen beyond the movie and i don't like that i i don't like suicide as a mechanic in movies because it's bullshit no it's not <laughs> bu- the, the way that it's treated in movies like she, what we see what like five minutes of her grieving and then we have this concert and then that's the end of the movie an emotional tragic concert <laughs> the fucking bullshit sentimental what did you song. want at the end though I, I i feel like it wrapped it up just fine. i don't like <laughs> that he killed himself that's the problem well, that i have with the movie it's so cheap how else would the movie end he divorced like you need that emotional payoff to be the it's trying to be this grand why epic can't, story. If why can't? does it? Why does it have to be this small indie like? It doesn't have to be whoa. that. What if their if their relationship ship is so strong, like you guys seem to think it is? Why can't a Very divorce strong. be sufficient? Why can't I can't be with you because I feel like I'm holding you back? No, don't leave me, Bradley Cooper. Don't do that. Oh, I gotta leave you. Oh, actually, Come I'm on, gonna Sarah, fucking hang in. myself with a belt. <laughs> Fuck that. Get out of here. Tell Matt why he's wrong. Did you like a Star Wars porn, Sarah? <laughs> uh, she she told me to say on her behalf that it touched on a Selena level. Selena. Her. Okay. Oh, good point. <laughs> Selena. Great movie. Love Selena. A Star is Born. Get the fuck You're out ridiculous, of here. Ridiculous, Matt. Get Selena. Have you guys seen Selena? Yes. I think I've seen bits and pieces. That movie of is it. awesome. Seen it multiple times in Spanish class. I did not have a good teacher. Yes. Well, <laughs> apparently you did because the screen Selena. I didn't really like it in high school. Maybe if I what? rewatched it now, I no, would like it. Fantastic. Jennifer Lopez. Bitty bitty bum bum. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Selena was awesome. R.I.P. Uh, Sarah loved it. It's her movie of the year. So like, what? You're not Where gonna. She win. gave us a thumbs up. Oh Jesus. Yeah. I told you she cried just the other day listening to that song again. You haven't been humming the songs or like hey. no. Oh man, that's how Chelsea we wake up every day. Sick of this movie, <laughs> she hasn't even seen it yet. <laughs> man, honestly, I kind of feel like I was like I I wish 
This every, seems like the, perf- wake up, the perfect movie for me to, to just. Lick you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I start every day. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Are you guys? Are we good? I'm done. I think we're good. We should probably move on now. Tom, um, I've said everything the, I need to one say. One of the best movies of the year. Like I said, it's top of my list right now. Whoa, top of yeah. Your he said list. that earlier, dude. I did you did know not register that? Oh, for sure, Man, the best you, movie going experience. You got absolutely hooked. Yeah, I'm flying in synchro over here. <laughs> I mean, it's not number one, but it is really good. <laughs> really, uh, over hereditary and all yeah, the other bullshit. Well, and I rewatched First Reformed, <laughs> and it's still it's still great. But I did bump it down to a four and a half star. <sighs> So I think Ouch. that that's going to be yeah. Uh, this movie manipulated my you three movie. to lower your ranking on First Reformed. Kind of. I watched you it just immediately gotta, after. Who's writing narratives now? He needs this to feel something. Over here. You got to feel something. He's paving the way for a Lady once Gaga knew, Best Actress at the end Once of the I year. knew what the highs could be and what the lows could be, I had to reevaluate. Okay, well, it's, it's in my top 10 currently, but it is... Right on the cusp. Hey, so we'll see. you guys live your lives. I'm gonna live mine. Hey, I gave it the same story as you, but yeah, but you have like years. 95 Settle stars this year. Down. This is like <laughs> so far. I'm totally willing to get you see it bumped off. Well, I mean, if you saw four movies this year, it would make sense. But you've seen a lot more, so <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't like obsessed with. Uh, but I, no, I could just see this being you every never really like here average and... moviegoer's favorite movie of the year. Yeah, and I'm not trying to discredit you by saying that. I'm just yeah. saying. You've seen a lot of great stuff, so yeah. just maybe let it sit a little. Okay. I have. Okay. I want to see it okay. again. So do I. I probably will because Chelsea still hasn't seen it. I'll never watch this movie again. All right. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Did you see it with Haley? Yeah. Did she like it? Yeah. More than you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Care to add anything? Yasmin yeah. did not like it, though. Oh, she's becoming a well, little critic. No, no, no. She, she did like it, but she was... <laughs> she used to like everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was with me. She was with me. Oh. She she liked it, didn't love it. You were the dark cloud in her theater. Paris, though. Paris was there, too. Uh, She fucking loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, Paris. But... Shut up, Paris. N- never mind. Uh, okay. So, let's move on to our next review. We're talking <sighs> First Man, the new Damien Chazelle flick. We had a clip. Let's listen in. I don't know what space exploration will uncover, but I don't think it'll be exploration just for the sake of exploration. I think it'll be more the fact that it allows us to see things that maybe we should have seen a long time ago. But just haven't been able to until now. Does anyone have anything else? Yeah. Neil, I was sorry to hear about your daughter. I'm sorry, is there a question? First Man is the new film from Damien Chazelle, director of Whiplash and the Cinephiles Digest number one film of 2016, La La Land. This guy's a rock star. Stars. Real rock star. Hmm. Ryan Gosling, Claire Foy, Jason Clark, and uh, whoever coached. The kid from uh, Almost Famous is in it. Oh, Kyle Chandler. 
that guy too. Uh, Coach uh, Coach Taylor Friday Night Lights. That right. What's his? Which one's he? Name? Ed. What? He's the How? one who draws oh, the uh, distance. Deep. Deep. He's like kind of like he's like kind the, of a NASA uh, higher yeah. up, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's got that guy from Girls too, the one who was in uh, yes. uh, the night of. Yes, or, right. The, it comes at night. It comes at night. Thank you. Yes, that is. Um, you look a little different. I was, <laughs> is that the guy? Patrick Fugit. That is the, the guy. Through the helmet. No, Chris Rabbit. I thought his name is Chris. Chris, Chris Rabbit. Christopher Rabbit. Abbott. Isn't that his name? Dude, that guy's not even in the fucking cast list. Sounded right to me. Oh no, there he is. Okay. <laughs> I was looking in the wrong column. Confirmed. Like one column was actor, one column was character, and I was looking. Okay. At, I We've was looking at character. Um. Okay. So first man. This is the Neil Armstrong biopic, detailing the Apollo Eleven trip to the moon, where we American the moon. supposedly Neil Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. This was the fiction film. <laughs> so, <coughs> big shoes to fill. La La Land coming off of La La Land. Everybody loved La La Land. Well, not everybody, but we, we love we love La La Land. Uh, first Man, big uh, big time, big budget. Uh, pretty incredible. Really? How big was it? Uh funny that you ask. It was. One uh, billion dollars. No. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> uh, I don't know where to look on IMDb. Do yeah, they have budget? up on Wikipedia. Do they have budget on IMDb? Let's just say. I think they do. Let's just I- say it was more than the funding of Apollo 11 itself. <laughs> uh, 60 million. That's actually. It's a that's what they did. I mean, the- that's a that's a big budget. Yeah. We're kidding. That's a big budget, right. but it's not like a Marvel budget. But it's okay. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. So, first man, um, who wants to go first on this one? Uh, I guess I will. It's my third favorite Damien Chazelle movie. Mm. Mine as well. Of, that you've seen. Uh, Madeline on a park bench or oh, whatever the fuck. Didn't see that. That one I have seen it, and it was pretty boring. So yeah, I'd still stick with third. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Um, even even right after seeing it, I knew it wasn't like a top tier movie for me. But having waited a couple days, it's also dropped a half star. Okay, just wasn't super impactful, but I really enjoyed watching it. I thought the performances for what they were were pretty good. Um, and I was really into just you know the the craft of the movie itself. The you know, whatever the technical elements, all that shit you creamed over for Dumb Dunkirk. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah. This movie blow, or Dunkirk blows this movie out of the water, literally. Um, but I really, Dunkirk blows first man, literally. Yeah. But, but I was really impressed. <laughs> I was really just kind of marveling at the story itself because I didn't know very much about Apollo Eleven and. All the crazy stuff that they had to do and had to be able to do and the technology that we use to get to the fucking moon, it blows my mind. Anyway, that's my It also makes you think about like the first flight they mentioned they reference this in the movie. The first flight across the Atlantic happened what, thirty years prior? 
to the events of this movie? They made some reference to like 30 years or We've, something like that. We flew across the ocean, 30, whatever it was, 30, 40 years, yeah. right? Yeah. And then we go to the moon. Yeah. What what have we done since then? I mean, yeah, we sent a unmanned oh, piece well, of shit to really Mars. Well, we're really going to the Who moon. Who cares? <laughs> we there really haven't been that many manned expeditions to the moon. No, but but <laughs> everything else is so much farther away. It's a really exponential leap. That's true. Yeah. Don't start with the leaps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. A little too early for the leap. Okay. <laughs> no more leap references. Fine. Um, kind of, kind of going off of what you were just saying. Kind of what I appreciated about this movie is that it kind of humanized the Neil Armstrong story mm-hmm. in the sense that you really see. Here's the guy, the first guy who walked on the moon. He uttered those iconic lines. Pretty nuts. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Right. Yep. But we see. I mean. I haven't looked into too much of the history of it. Who knows how closely this adheres to historical fact, right? But, There's a bunch of scientists out there like complaining about this science in the movie, and they can go fuck themselves. They can fuck off, right? So <laughs> yeah. what I appreciated about this movie is that it humanized Neil Armstrong in the sense that you see all this crazy shit leading up to the Apollo 11 run, right? Because we were get- America was getting fucking slaughtered in the space race right the soviet union was beating us every step along the way right so we were pumping all this money into the space program there i wish there was more of this but they there was one kind of powerful scene where they were alluding to the fact that people were protesting the space race putting all that money into it like the music in that scene you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Where there's like, they're spotlighting the protesters where it's like, but why do you went to the moon? And then, they, you know, like where that guy, it's like a, like a bongo thing where they're like, think, and the guy's like, but why do you went to the moon? And then they talk about all these social injustices, but why do oh, you went to the moon? You yeah, remember that? yeah. Yeah. I love the way that was presented. I kind of wish there was more of that. Like, I wish there was, I, lo- I love this movie. I'll start there. But I wish there was more conflict. Like, I wish they delved more into the space race. Race. I wish they delved more into the space race. I wish. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> wish they delved that. more into. Um, someone else go. I don't know. Like, I'm not a I know what you're saying. Go ahead. Let me give my general yeah. impression. So I liked it for the most part. A little disappointed by it. Had high expectations because it's Chazelle and Gosling. Um, I thought the space sequences itself weren't that thrilling or exciting. Most of it was shot from the cockpit mm-hmm. in like shaky cam form, which kind of grew tired quickly. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And the, I didn't really, this was like a very cold movie. I didn't feel much watching it and that maybe been the point of it. But then I feel like it tries to try and make you feel something towards the end. And I will say that while I did like the end stuff and some of it was pretty spectacular, the moon itself didn't look spectacular in this movie. Oh, I thought the moon looked great. Yeah, it looked amazing. It looked like a gray desert. That's that's what what the the fucking moon is. I know, but it just, I don't know. it, It just, it didn't seem like a grand thing or a grand moment that we built up to. It's 
So the moon itself is not like it's not that it's pretty boring. Right. You know what I mean? But the fact that we were on the moon, I really loved that they lingered on the lunar landing. It took forever for Ryan Gosling to step off mm-hmm. of the the little thing because yeah. it was like I I really feel like this movie nailed how momentous of an occasion it was without doing the whole like planting the American flag. <laughs> See, I didn't want any of that because I I liked the. the See, I kind of go both ways on this. I kind of like that it wasn't all about the space race and that it was a very nationalistic pursuit. I like that it was from the perspective of the of the astronauts because for the most part, they just wanted to explore. They wanted to go to the moon. It wasn't about beating the Russians, you know. That was kind of, I feel like that was all kind of politicized by the press and also just, you know. The, the Cold War, it was all happening during the Cold War. So I kind of like that it, it focused on the scientists. It focused on the astronauts. I liked that it didn't really delve too much. Like, it it was there, and maybe to a fault. Maybe it could have gotten more into the space race stuff. Whatever. But I like that it didn't really dive too much into that, because it was about the pursuit of going to the moon like just just think about how yeah. fucking crazy it but is. it still felt like a generic space movie though i didn't think it was generic at all i don't think it felt special like sure a little different maybe but not special i like some of the shots especially like the the shot from afar where you see the rocket launching in the distance with oh, the yeah. music the trailer with the right. music right yeah. like during the the lunar like the launch right? that was cool but that there was need to really be more good. of those moments the cinematography was really good and really intimate for a lot of the movie. Yeah. But the shaky cam, I agree. I got real tired. Did of you it. guys get um La La Land vibes from the score? Yeah. Okay. Especially towards the end. I mean it's the same dude, but it's just kind of weird. They're completely different movies, but like it almost has the same theme throughout. Mm. It's very the theme is very similar. See, I, <laughs> I don't, know. I don't really think that. It. I just think the you like the instruments Don't that were used, the <laughs> melodies. Get, get out of here. It, <clears throat> I yes, it's like up in Shape of Water. It's <laughs> <laughs> the same composer, yes, but I really like the music in this movie. So did I, but yeah. it did feel or sound like La La Land at times because it's the same composer. I know, but. I guess I wouldn't expect that music in a space movie. But it, it suited it perfectly. Yeah, no, and I liked it. I'm just saying I wasn't expecting it. Okay. Uh, what did you guys think of the gauze? He was fine. I Come on. He I know was, he, he was, was good. Yeah, he was trying to it do like a great. very understated <clears throat> performance. Yeah, he was trying, trying to play a stoic but character. That's He's done Ryan that much Gosling's better in thing. Drive. He did that much better in Drive. Also, the context is a little different. Yeah, he has yeah. a better crying scene than Bradley Cooper does. That was good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very early on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I feel like the family stuff could have been a little bit better, a little bit stronger. Like, come on, yeah, Tree no. of Life does it way better. Right? <laughs> it could have. Yeah, yes. seriously, I was. I was getting Tree I was of making, Life vibes. Yes, some of the me too. Stuff. Me too. I was making comparisons in my head, and I was like, I kind of wish I was watching Tree of Life. <laughs> It felt very. I did like the way it looked, though. It like yeah. had a very grainy, like old school look to it. I think cold. I think you really nailed it when it's you described it as cold, because like I just I couldn't really get the emotional connection with the movie that I wanted. I was still, I was still really interested. I was still 
you right. know, attentive and I wanted to see <clears throat> what would happen next. But I think that's the problem. But I also think that's what it's trying to go for. Like it's trying to make you, it's trying to put you in the shoes of Neil Armstrong and how different of a person he was. Cause he had like a kind of an interesting personality. Like it wasn't very emotive or like, you know, but I just didn't really get wrapped up into that. I feel like the few occasions where it did try to make you feel emotion, were they on the same level as far as reaching for the stars as the star is born? (laughs) No, (laughs) but I do feel like they were effective. Like you have the bookends of at the beginning of the movie, there's a loss the family suffers, right? Without getting into spoilers. And then when we're on the moon, I didn't cry, but I, I thought that was a that was a really kind of touching it was a very human moment. Did that really happen? What, the bracelet thing? Mm-hmm. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. The bracelet thing. I mean, if you like I what I really appreciated about this movie was that you have this goal of going to the moon which is fucking crazy that that's insane but it also found a way to humanize it and it did a good job of exploring sure could have gotten more into the family life yes but it did a good enough job for the purposes of the movie of establishing this emotional bookend where you have this man who's the first man ever ever to walk on the moon just think of how fucking crazy that is. He walks on the moon and then they have this like quiet scene where he like reflects on his life back on Earth. Like there's this line earlier in the movie where he talks about perspective, right? Mm-hmm. He talks about it's different when you're up there. Like it changes your outlook. And like I I really felt that. But it it did that one being on the moon but two also making it like human centric, you know, like you have this moment where he's on the moon with this, this visor up looking at this crater cut with like this very, when you really look at the grand scheme of things, small moment occurring in his life on earth. Like I, I, I kind of like that the way that it, it juggled these two, uh, this dichotomy of, the, the vast expanse of the universe and going to the moon, what an accompli- accomplishment it is with his very personal, small life on Earth. You know what I mean? That's what I like yeah. most about the movie. I feel like it could have done it a little bit better. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. But, I mean, there was a lot of ground to cover. I think it kind of covered too much ground. Because they kind of, cool. like, this movie covers, what, like, eight years? Yeah. It starts yeah. in, I think, 61. 61, 62, something like that. And it's not really the movie's fault, <clears throat> but I think part of the problem for me was that I never felt he was in danger during the simulations because you know the outcome of the movie before you see it. Yeah. And so, like, and I'm glad those moments were there still because they were at least exciting, but I never felt like he was in any danger. But if they didn't have those moments, this movie would be even more boring. Yes. Yeah. And then, like I get where you're coming from, but here's the here's the perspective that I took. It this was Neil Armstrong's story, right? We all know he went to the moon. He survived. He lived a long healthy life. We know that, right? So the way I viewed it was here's all of the shit that these astronauts had to go through before they went to the moon. 
Like, he almost died in a fucking weird drone accident where they're, like, trying to simulate, like, being out of control. Where he pulls the, the chute? Is yeah, where he pulls the and... chute. Yeah, and he almost dies. Like, there's all, like, you see so much That was a death. cool scene. That was a cool scene. But you see so much death in this movie. Like, it wasn't so much for me knowing the outcome. Because this is one of the most iconic, famous moments in history. World history. Everyone, I would imagine. Maybe I'm going on a limb here. But I feel like everyone knows the no. first man to walk on the I think earth. you're right. But I think my problem is, like, I wasn't that close to the story. And I wasn't around during the time of it. So... It was a little bit more difficult for me to like lean into it. Sure, and you know I get that, and I kind of I see where you're coming from, where it being kind of like it's not as a grand of a moment or achievement in this movie as I felt like it should have been. The whole experience, yeah, sure, should have felt more grand, and it just didn't. What I will say is I like comparing this to Gravity and Interstellar. I think those are both probably superior movies, but in different ways. Gravity is like the crazy space simulation, edge of your seat, nail biting, tense Love film, that. right? <laughs> Great. And then Interstellar. I you hated Gravity. No, no, I like Gravity. Okay. And then Interstellar is—I mean, it's different. It's not based in history, you know. It's it's science fiction, but just like the space scenes, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when we're just talking like. Compare this to 2001, though. 2001 was way more impressive, and it's also 50 years The year old. before we landed <laughs> on the moon? Like, what the fuck? But, yeah. No. That's also a problem I had with it. It's just like, I haven't seen Apollo 13 in a while, but I'm very curious to rewatch that now and see how that holds up compared I to this. I bet it's not even close. We'll see. I don't remember Apollo 13 being a great movie even then. I haven't seen it in, like, at least... A decade or more. What even was Apollo 13? Well, like that Tom mission. Hanks. That's when we landed no, on Mars. No, no, I know. <laughs> Duh. The what? That's when we landed on Mars for the first time. Apollo 13. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was Apollo 13? I don't 13? remember. Uh, I don't know. I know it was almost catastrophic. I'm not a space nut. <laughs> uh, to your point about the... Just sort of the the message of the film and landing on the moon and the whole experience there and the way that he lingers. Um, there is a scene where he well he takes his first step and then he lifts off his boot and he sees his print and then he doesn't step into the same place again. He like steps to the side and walks away. So that first print like remains untouched and I thought that was intentional and kind of emblematic of the. What you were just trying to they say did about make the a point of that experience. Well, just the <laughs> awe of that situation. Like to be able yeah. to like just think of being the first person to step foot on the moon, to look at your foot impression on the surface of the moon. Like that's cra- that's crazy. For him. I feel like <laughs> that's crazy for everybody. Well how do you put yourself in his shoes? Mm. You can't. Yeah, yeah, but you can imagine. It's like <clears throat> it's like people who do extreme sports. I know, but you can it's really like, you can't you can really it's a grand moment for them but you like, can share in the experience as a as a human it's like when yeah. people who are super fans of their teams refer to their teams as, as we like oh we're gonna have a great year you know it's like that except everybody can do it because and then americans especially get to do it because they get bragging rights mm-hmm. but right 
but we humanity landed on the fucking moon. It's pretty crazy. I agree. Well, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's part of the problem, right? I mean, I feel like part of the criticism that you can direct towards this movie is diminishing returns because we've seen so many space movies. There have been other historically based space exploration movies you know what i mean so they do it different they do this one they make you feel like you're going to the moon in a tin can instead of like doing panorama shots where you're like wow space is crazy see you guys were criticizing the shaking cam stuff but i Mm -hmm. i like that stuff because you just think about like how how much things would be rattling i just like like, i got the point is basically like i was like yeah okay this pod looks like a piece of shit it felt immersive to me though i like that a little bit I thought the uh, simulation where he was, it was like in the gyrosphere type thing was pretty effective just because like... I almost threw up. Those kind of, <laughs> no, those kind of rides at like a circus or an amusement park, I can't do anymore. I used to be able to do as a kid, but like anything like Tilt-A-Whirl, any of that kind of bullshit, I'm just like, no, that's, that's throw up or a headache right there. Yeah, so no fun. I felt that, but beyond that, I didn't feel a ton being in the cockpit with him launching up into space what about the opening it had a great opening scene did you feel anything in that because i was like wow this is crazy that was a hell of a way to kick off the movie remind me it was when he first he, <laughs> he bounces bre- off the atmosphere he breaches the atmosphere oh, right. and he like gets he goes too far and he thinks he's outside the atmosphere so he like uses this like what steam something to basically turn himself into the atmosphere yeah that was cool i guess i don't know i just you didn't find it nerve-wracking no not really i found it like we know where it's going way more (laughs) interesting and believable than tom hardy flying with no fuel for like oh don't go there don't even go i'm gonna go there because that's that's what how is that that's a fair comparison it's a totally fair comparison they're in like an old time. We don't know the outcome of Tom Hardy's character, though. We know the outcome of Neil Armstrong's character in the context of each film or in history itself. Okay, I'm just saying it's more interesting. Okay. Well, stand down. For one, I didn't know that you could <laughs> bounce off the atmosphere. That's terrifying. That's crazy. I guess I, I've seen some crazy ass space movies before, and I don't know. This one just didn't. Wow, me like this I one felt more more tangible than a lot of other. Yeah, I tried to make it a little more grounded, but when we're going to fucking the moon, I feel like there needs to be a little bit more gravitas. And there was there was like, a lot of gravitas. So many people. We watched so many people die in this movie. Yeah, but it was almost it was kind of like a throwaway because Neil Armstrong doesn't really react to it. The crying scene that we referenced earlier. Oh no, that was from, never mind. That was from, from the daughter. His daughter. Yeah. never mind. But no, he, when his best friend dies, he just goes and looks at the moon with his little telescope. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to talk to anyone right now. That were same yeah, scene. That was hardcore. I like that scene. I, I don't know. I, I wanted to like Ryan Gosling and his character more, but I feel like they could have done it just a little bit better like it could have been more effective than it was bad father and husband (laughs) but it's all in the pursuit of his dream it wasn't perfect um but i don't know i was just i I think i was just expecting more from damien chazelle because he's getting this big budget to do like this grand epic space mankind story and it just felt smaller than it should have i feel like that's kind of his thing though 
Lawland's pretty grand. In its... That's different. That was also that, he was also emulating. So is Whiplash. I'd say Whiplash is pretty grand too, and it's like. But the whole scope thing. of Whiplash is so small. But the performances the scope... are huge. <laughs> but La La Land, the scope of La La Land is a lot different. That's very like old Hollywood, big, flashy Theatrical, musical. Yes. Yeah, Whiplash was a pretty intimate film. Yeah, but it's still grand in the performances like that's different though you what rarely you... ever see performances reach those heights jk simmons and miles teller they like are battling each other the entire movie yeah and they're huge performances yeah and sure it's a small story but it still feels big because of the performances yeah this movie is a big story but it feels small and i feel like it shouldn't that's my problem with it see i okay sure that's <laughs> I mean, I think we disagree. And maybe I was yeah. just ex- just expecting something else, but it just for the first time humans land on the moon, this should have felt more epic than it did. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was my main problem. I Other think we're that, just on opposite sides else. of the coin because you wanted it to feel more epic. Yeah. And you and I felt like it was appropriately epic. Yes. Nope. When so, did either of you guys see it in IMAX? You did. No, right? I saw it in fake IMAX, but in Cell Center, though, right? Yeah, that's where I saw What's it. Fake too. IMAX, IMAX. It's like <laughs> what? it's not the. There's only like a few screens that have actual IMAX screens, and it's more of like a square than a rectangle, right? You would say it's just not the right aspect ratio for like true IMAX footage. Okay. So when there's a, what maybe maybe you saw Dunkirk. Say so whenever Dunkirk went huge, that's real IMAX. I was in the first row. I know in the corner. <laughs> still, like you can see the change in aspect ratio. I don't remember that. Okay, well, your experience is was soured. I'm sorry. Sarah was crying. <clears throat> I, I was crying for you both. <laughs> so there's a very the amount of IMAX footage in this movie is pretty limited. It's Could you all... tell there's a difference? Yeah. I couldn't. Did during the lunar, it was it only during the lunar landing sequence. Towards the end? Yeah. That's it. So it did change, like it got a little bit bigger? Or... And Yes, the way it transitioned. No, we I saw it in the same it. theater. No, so, I know. I'm just saying I didn't notice. The way it transitioned was the whole the whole time, at least at the screens that Travis and I saw it on, there was like a little bit of black space on the top and the bottom. The whole movie. There was never any IMAX footage. And then towards the end, the moment where it happens is when Neil Armstrong is about to step off of the, the, the spacecraft. And the camera comes from top mm-hmm. to down. And that's where the aspect ratio changes from the top so you get down, more black space on the top and the bottom? The first IMAX image you see is of the lunar land. I do remember that feeling different, but I thought it was just the setting. I feel and like he looks to be... the left and he looks to the right and there's nothing there. It was pretty <laughs> awe-inspiring, the way that transition was It would be pretty handled. rad to see in, in like Pacific IMAX, Science Center. I don't like... know if I want to pay 20 bucks just to see the last, what, Well, you have A-list, so get fucked. You didn't pay anything hey, for I'm, it. Hey, I'm spoiled at this point. <laughs> But I really, I thought that was a really cool transition because, like, here's this moment. 
the first time the person is stepping out onto the surface of the moon that's when it changes to IMAX and just the way like that is cool. the way I the camera shifts and just it looks so cool cuz the image is just so crisp and clear and it's huge not as drastic yeah. of a change as you know if we had seen it on a bigger screen. Not Paris, Texas. <laughs> you didn't watch fucking Paris, Texas in IMAX. Get out of here. Well, I'm just talking about for a vast landscape. Okay. Sure, <laughs> but that was that was good stuff. It was cool. It was cool. I I don't know. I wish I liked it more. I still liked it enough, but it. I think you and I liked it the same amount. Probably. Star ratings? Are we are we there yet? Or. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm good. Oh well, uh, I do want to say I thought Claire Foy was pretty good. Under, underutilized, she was good. Yeah, yeah I feel well, like we could have used more, more of her. But. Totally. Um, there's only one other thing I wanted to say. It's kind of a spoiler. So, do you guys want to do spoiler? There's not you really say how it spoilery is. is it. What do you mean? Just he lands five... on the moon. Oh. so I don't know how much more spoilery you can. Yeah, get. I mean it's a. You're historical. It's how, it's how they daughter. handle. It's how they handle him when he's on the moon. Just do it. Okay. If you don't want to hear it, just spoils. skip ahead a minute or two. He has the sun visor, yeah. so you can't see his face, yep. and they actually use the real audio from Neil Armstrong. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool, because like how you just you can't fuck with history like that, especially when you have actual recordings of it. I thought that was That's well a done. huge spoiler. I liked it. <laughs> it is kind of a spoiler. No, in the movie, I guess, but it's real life. Yeah, yeah. in the movie. I'm just giving you shit. Well, you're not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also, I really like that too. That's cool. All right, stars. Tommy, or Matt, you go first. <laughs> five out of five. Oh my God. It's, uh, it's a low, it's like, you know, it's okay. a low five. Is that oh a God. Damien Chazelle, like, gimme? A little, or a Ryan Gosling, Damien Chazelle, give me. Oh yeah, a you, you put you a put little? those two guys together, like at least a half star. I bump. mean, <laughs> for the listeners, if you were listening to the earlier portions of the episode, part of the reason why I didn't like it, stars born so much, was because it of Bradley Cooper. The Bradley Cooper versus Ryan Gosling debates. The age Can old. We get... Wait, well, let's finish the star ratings out, and then let's get back into something real quick. Okay, four stars. I'm four as well. Oh, man. I wanted to be four and a half and five, though. I just couldn't. Travis and I, we're in sync today. Yep. <laughs> this is a rare occurrence. <sighs> okay. Oh, I was going to say is that, uh, could you imagine anyone else playing the Bradley Cooper role in A Star is Born? Yeah. Like who? Ryan Gosling. No. He's too. He can too play much guitar. Boy. He can play guitar. He's too much of a pretty Bradley boy. Bradley Cooper is the fucking pretty boy. Get out but of he has Ryan a more Gosling rugged... can grow a beard. You ever, seen half, like you ever seen Half Nelson? Cooper could do a more gruff look. Yep. And persona, like the voice and everything is part of it. Dude, well, Ryan Gosling could do douche. anything. He's Dude, better at playing This the movie was attached to like Tom Cruise and Leonardo DiCaprio at one point. A Star is Born? Could you imagine those two on stage with a guitar? I can imagine Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All I think all I can think of is his stupid part in, in, in Inception with his fucking tux on, and I can't do it. There's no way. I'm thinking of the Titanic, Leo. I like. There's no way. You're Tom, just inserting Tom Cruise, though. Come on, no. No, not Tom Cruise. <laughs> not Tom Cruise. John Krasinski. Gross. Now we're talking. <laughs> 
Actually, so. he might be a better choice than the other two, though. He's better than the other two. But yeah, I, I didn't. He has really to have the beard seriously. They got to really lay on that beard. Yeah, he has to have it. You could do it. No, nah, it's Bradley Cooper's to lose. Obviously, Bradley Cooper all the way. Well, he fucking directed it, so I mean, he got to pick. He cast the best. He could have cast someone else. Tom Hardy. No. You guys ever heard his uh, mixtape? No. No? You never heard we'll his get tape? to Tom Hardy. He was like 18? Yeah, we will get to Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it for uh, First Man, yeah? I think so. Yeah. Let's get into what we've been watching. Do uh, you guys want to start with Venom? You guys saw Venom. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I I do. So I'm not going to have much to say. Full disclosure, I had been drinking. I okay. did fall asleep during this movie. How much of it? I don't know. Like we talking five minutes, twenty minutes. Well, no, 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 because you missed the end. I saw the end. Um, I I really don't know. Okay. But I I I, I couldn't tell you. Middle, beginning, middle. You probably didn't miss a lot. Probably so. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember the points i think it's a fine movie but there are definitely a lot of problems with it a couple things i liked about it i liked tom hardy's performance and i I liked the interplay with him and venom but i thought it could have been fleshed out a little bit more no i thought all that was bad really yes i thought the uh the fight sequence at the end was kind of cool mainly just for that one image of them like splitting no, together and no then it was bad i thought it looked cool no it's okay. like a transformers fight you can't even tell what's happening yeah but i think that was kind of the point because it's like a gooey mess you know yeah but i also don't <laughs> like fights where it's the same thing fighting the same thing you know like but that's every superhero movie these days i know which it is sucks no it does suck i think the reason why i'm probably going to be less harsh on this because i had zero expectations for it and I didn't have any expectations. For I think people are criticizing it a little too much. The best part of this song is the Eminem song, that, or this movie is the Eminem song that comes on after the credits It does roll. feel like a movie from like the early 2000s. It feels like it fits in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man universe. Yeah. I couldn't even honestly tell you what the plot was. It was, I mean, it's a pretty simple plot. But. Yeah, but it's like so simple that I don't even really know what the point was. Yeah. There's well, a villain the who's trying gets... to control these weird things to take, I guess, take over the world or something. Yeah. It's like military type weaponry. It's just like every other <laughs> yeah. superpower. This was my least favorite movie of the year so far. Wow. Whoa. Like, harsh. <laughs> oh. Probably by far, but I'd have to go through my diary. Yeah, I'd love to see the bottom of your list and see what else is. <laughs> You're, did you ever watch that Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, The Week of? No. <laughs> That's my worst of the year. Okay. Um, yeah, I really don't have anything else to say about it. I thought it was terrible, not funny. Um, I, like I thought that Tom Hardy's it? character was really bad. He was confusing. He was like, he was like a loser and a pushover, but he was also like a badass well, on his motorcycle. He wasn't believable as a reporter, and that's he wasn't believable as anything. He was terrible. <laughs> his performance was bad too. I, I, I don't know. He had that whiny voice. For what he was given, I feel like he did a fine job. But no, it's it's not really a good movie. And um, there was at least one weird editing choice where the movie just cut 
like at least 15 minutes into the future and i was like oh okay we're here what like it was that? it might have been when you were sleeping yeah, it might have been i think it was like right when it about he was about to get tased it doesn't show him getting tased and then it shows him like waking up in like a hospital bed or something like that but mm-hmm. like it skips so much stuff and it's like a a quick cut to it and it was like very jarring like oh we're here now and we're just going to skip all of what just happened in the last 15 minutes you were sleeping. I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't fallen asleep in a movie in the theaters since I was like 12. So if that tells you anything. That's a testament to the quality of this film. Um, I gave The Cloverfield Paradox one star, and I gave this movie half a star. Ooh, oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> Ouch. So. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> I think I gave it three stars, which is probably being generous. Three stars? I'd, probably more of a two and a half, but... I was being generous because of all the haters. Fuck the haters. Yeah, fuck the haters. <laughs> Suicide Squad rules. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tom? No, Suicide Squad is <laughs> really bad. No redeeming qualities. Can't fuck with your Marvel shit, right? Uh, don't see Venom. It's bad. The critics are right. Excited the for the next one? <laughs> Not excited for the next one. Different director, maybe? I just, yeah. I Dude, feel like it was poorly executed. Venom sucks. It could be cool, though. Like, Venom's never been a good character. You he's know who, so cool looking, though. You like, know who is a good character, though? Who? Carnage. Oh, did you stay for the... <laughs> yeah. Wait, is there a Carnage? It's, oh, what? Is there a Carnage teaser at the end of Venom? terrible. Oh, but it, it is it Carnage, exists. though, right? Yeah. You want me to, Carnage is it? dope. Please do. Okay, so... Spoilers for the end credit sequence of Venom. <laughs> what tom hardy slash venom goes to like this prison right or is it him or is it tom hardy goes okay so they go to this He's prison to somebody check out one of the inmates there this is a fucking like and it's fucking woody harrelson with a carrot top looking yeah. wig on and he's like something it's time for carnage or something. what <laughs> wait is he supposed to be carnage yeah. woody harrelson oh oh <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool right <laughs> and then if you wait another 10 minutes into the like credits <laughs> 10 minutes you get a uh like a like a sequence from the animated spider-man movie come out later oh uh, enter the spider-verse yeah that movie looks oh dope. that was a preview for i was life. pissed for waiting that long though because i saw that there was a second end sequence and i was like and it's literally just might a, as well stay and like it's a, like a two or three minute clip from that movie basically an ad for that movie. That has movie nothing looks... to do with Venom. And I was like, why did I stay? I'm going to see this movie. Because it looks awesome. I know, but like, if I know I'm going to see it, I don't want to wait 10 minutes. Yeah, through credits. the credits to see. The Eminem song yeah. is pretty cool, though. Eminem song right? is pretty good. Doesn't a Run the Jewel song comes on after that? Yeah. That one's also pretty good. Just fucking killer soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, but why were they wasted? Why didn't they put them during a sick-ass fight scene in the middle of the movie? I don't know. There wasn't that many cool fight scenes. No, there were no cool fight scenes. I did think that he looked... (laughs) The the CG of Venom itself looked pretty bad, especially when he was jumping around a bunch. It just looked like a blob bouncing around on screen. I don't know. I'm not going to... I'm not going to add any more value to this conversation. I'm too upset about the movie. I wanted to like it, but it was pretty mediocre, bordering bad. Yeah, you get the picture. Bummer. You gonna see it still? 
It's Should probably I? what you'd expect, right? Yeah, no, I, I know it's terrible, but I still want to see it. But should I? Because there's a lot of shit coming out. It's, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, go out of your way or see it over something else that you're actually interested in seeing. But if you're bored and it's there, sure. For it me, would... what I would say is it's not about the fact that you would be watching this movie instead of watching a different movie. It's about the fact that you could have had, like, two hours of life. <laughs> no, I don't think Doing it's that almost bad. Anything. I don't think it's that bad. You could have been asleep. You it's very been like just it's, lying and thinking about the weather. I know I call it first All man generic, better. but this is like pretty generic <laughs> as far as superhero movies go. Like it even it even like sets up all these moments for them to pay off later in the movie. Like he has a neighbor who plays loud music, and then like he has a comedian store friend who he like doesn't stand up to the the bully or whatever, and then all that shit pays off at the end. But like. You can like see them setting this stuff up from like a mile away. Yeah, but I also think that Eddie Brock is just a. I don't know if he's actually this stupid of a character, but I hated him in this movie. He's all over the place. It was he's a like weird a, character. He's, he's like psychotic. The way he moves, the way he talks, the thing he's saying. He Before looks, or after, he looks completely he gets... disheveled all the time. It looks like the dirtiest. Like you could just wipe dirt off of him. He's playing Tom Hardy. <laughs> seriously he looks like tom hardy at a press conference that's pretty much what it is i think we've spent enough exhausted venom we're not getting anything out of tom still trap over here (laughs) okay i have uh one new release i can talk about hellfest do either oh, yeah. of you guys see this? No. No, I wanted to, but just didn't. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. This is the the premise is this horror uh like maze Carnival. festival thing where like it's the universal like, Halloween yeah, like, Nights like Hollywood horror <laughs> nights. Yeah, it's like that where basically they have these mazes and these actors who were there to try and scare you. You know, they have these crazy costumes. This is no (laughs) (laughs) kind of. This is like an elevated version of that type of horror house. You know what I mean? Like the budget for this type of movie. The Rob Zombie movie. (laughs) (laughs) Never saw it, but it's really bad. (laughs) Um so they have these, you know, it's this kind of tongue-in-cheek, like it's not, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's self-aware, but it has fun with the concept, you know what I mean? Like you move through the these. The idea is there's real killers in this maze, right? Yes. Okay. So they go through these staged mazes and horror attractions, thinking it's all fun and games, right? So well, the, the people participating in the mazes do not know it's what's going to happen. They are consenting. To participating in the mazes, but they do not know there is a psychopathic killer who is also infiltrating the maze to prey upon the young men and women who frequent these types of mazes. Helpless victims. Yes. Okay. So they're signing up for something that they don't necessarily sign up for. What? They is don't that... think they don't go into this knowing yeah. they're going to get fucking right. murdered. If that's what your question <laughs> right. is, but yes. Also, the people who are having, giving them documents don't know, right? Right. So okay. no one who's involved with Hellfest. So it's not a shady business. 
No, no, it's literally a dude sneaks into Hellfast and murders okay. people, right? So, and he's not on the salary. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't sign the contract. He's not in on the gimmick. Okay, okay. He didn't sign any waivers, no. Okay, we've set the stage. Uh, it was pretty entertaining. I wouldn't go as far as saying it's a good movie, but if, uh, I think I gave it like a three and a half. Like, it's it's pretty fun. There's some decent kills in the movie. Rated R? Yes, rated R. Um, some of the actors are, the two main characters are pretty good. There's some kind of tertiary characters. Any known faces? No, I thought the main actress was Abigail Breslin, but it's not. (laughs) 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 I don't know who it is, but it's not her. Um, she was pretty good though, whoever it was. Kudos to her. She did a good job as a scream queen. Um, it was just, it was good. It wasn't really scary there was a scene towards the end where the tension was actually built up pretty well i enjoyed that um but you know dumb fun i i really like that there was a lot of creativity that went into the design of the horror house sequences um it wasn't scary but there the, the budget was there you know like if if i picture myself going through these haunted houses these stage houses, I would be pretty fucking scared, you know. Amy Forsyth. That's who plays the the she Abigail Breslin Story. A Christmas horror story. Twenty fifteen. She just loves holiday themed horror movies. It might be. Is this Her the one thing. with the? Uh, what's that like? Evil Santa gargoyle type character. Krampus. 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 Yeah. Krampus whatever okay, the fuck it is. Then. Um, I enjoyed it. It's worth seeing. I don't think it's in theaters anymore, but it's worth checking out. You know, if it hits the streaming site down the road before or Halloween. Redbox. Well, not before Halloween. It came out in September, so. Lame. Uh, if you missed it. Yeah, it seems like a movie to watch this month if you can catch it. If you can, not, but. Maybe wait till next year. I really enjoyed it. it. It has not been getting very good reviews. Like, generally, it's like 50-50. Um, I thought it was pretty good, though. I enjoyed it. It's, it's for sure worth a watch if you're a horror hound like me. It's much better than a lot of the multiplex horror bullshit that comes out nowadays. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. I just have TV beyond that. Yeah, Granted, lots of TV, but... Well, TV. Travis, did you see 22 July? I did not. It, the runtime and the plot <laughs> synopsis kind of scared me away. I watched the first like forty minutes of it, so if you want, if you want to talk about that, killer, killer Maybe, cast. Try, though, right? I, I do plan on finishing it. I think. <laughs> so you but. didn't hate it? No, but I was kind of disappointed that that's a weird word to use. Uh, <laughs> so is it? We don't know what you're gonna to say. give to give some context. Twenty two July is about uh, a mass shooting that occurred in Norway. Mm-hmm. In 2011? On July 22nd. 12? Yeah. Something like that. It was this uh, uh, extremist who basically took a boat to like a children's camp. I don't think you find out until the end or else I missed it, but it's a labor party camp. Like all the kids who are there are like, it's like a summer camp for people who are in the labor party. Oh, I didn't get that far. I didn't know that. But yeah. it's a summer camp. I so, mean, like, that's why he targeted it is because he didn't agree with the politics. That's why of he the picked camp. that camp. Okay, but he also wanted to kill children. He killed like sixty people. Yeah, yeah. So I watched 
uh, for lack of a better word, the the slaughter. I watched the sequence on mm-hmm. the island, which was well done, but pretty, pretty well done. tough to watch. I mean, it was it was harrowing. Mm-hmm. And then it was over. And then I was like, I'm like 30 minutes into this movie. Mm-hmm. And the quote unquote bloodbath mm-hmm. has occurred. And I almost immediately lost interest. Yeah. No, nah, I mean it's it's sort of a it's a docudrama and the rest of the movie okay so let's say you want to come at this from a perspective of somebody who cares about how the media represents stuff like this you're really going to appreciate this movie because it doesn't shy away from the horror it kind of gets into the psyche of the killer a little bit yeah Um, And I mean, I'm assuming that they took all that material that you see, you probably didn't get to it, but you see it later from actual court cases and, uh, you know, whatever was documented from those. So you get into the mind of of him and his actions a little bit, but it's really, it focuses on the survivors and about their struggle and their story. And so from that perspective, it's like an important movie. Um, you know, in the same way that, like, when, when there's a school shooting, they always say you should not highlight the killer. Like, don't say his name. Don't focus on him. Don't do movies about him. Whatever. It's about the people who are killed that you should be focusing on. So, it it does that. And it does it fine. It's not great. That performances aren't amazing. And just not really sure. I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to take away from it. Killer cast, though, right? No, no, I know. <laughs> I looked at the list. I was oh, like, who's it? No, I didn't recognize anybody. <laughs> you know, anyone. It kind of seemed like the movie wants to have its cake and eat it too. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it, it's trying to not. I don't think it's glorifying the shooter, but it does delve into the psyche of the shooter. Mm-hmm. There is a extended sequence where you're basically just watching children be slaughtered. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a very small part of the movie. So I think I admire its intentions, but maybe this says more about me than the movie, but I almost immediately checked out when the slaughter was over. Cause I feel like I don't, really know what this movie can say about the aftermath of a shooting that's well, really going to have any kind of poignancy or like I just what I else is the there problem, to say I think the problem is is that it's a docudrama because movies like um the tower is that what it's called mm-hmm. the documentary the yeah. g- not gyroscope whatever the the okay, filmmaking nice. technique whatever oh, it was um rotoscope rotoscope, rotoscope. yeah yeah, yeah was fascinating the whole way through i mean yes it spends a lot of time on the shooting but it doesn't glamorize it at it's all also it's like very minutes <laughs> going back to the hundred minutes and under but you know they they work in aftermath and preamble yeah with the incident this is it kind of it's kind of set up like an action movie at the beginning the guy's mixing up the explosives He's nervous. He goes to the place. You're falling in a linear trajectory. What's that? Does it pay off? The explosion. Do you get any cool like action stuff out of it, or uh, are you? No. Can you not enjoy? You it can't really word it that way. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah given the cool context, action yeah. like but, but you know what i mean like it's like down. oh he's gonna go <laughs> he's gonna go across the ferry and then shit's gonna go down and then so they just they i mean it's like you said wanting to have your cake and eat it too they want to do this format but it's not really doing it's not working on a film level the way that you'd you'd hope it would and it's not it doesn't have the same gravity as having the actual people who were involved like doing interviews with the dude who got a bullet in his head and had to like recover through that so i don't know i think that's it sounds I think like that's it's the, taking the like main problem captain phillips 12 steps further you know i never saw captain phillips. it's the same guy yeah i'm yeah. pretty sure it's paul greengrass yeah, right it is paul greengrass yeah mm-hmm I like most of his movies that I've seen. I yeah. like the Bourne trilogy. Mm-hmm. I, well, he's done at least, what, two of those? He didn't he did, do I think he did Bourne. the second and third one. Yeah, he did. Yeah, And he did Jason Bourne, too. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, I think Captain Phillips is really good. I too. like the Bourne movies, and I probably like Captain Phillips. But this is, sounds a little different. Those are right? also all rooted in fiction, except for Captain yeah. Phillips. But Well, yeah. That's a less, that's less sensitive subject matter. I, I, you'll yeah. just... It just doesn't feel. It's just not good enough. The difference between I probably some, won't watch it then. Yeah, I, I think I will go back to it. I think just to kind of see how it plays out from from there. And uh, full disclosure, after the shooting sequence in twenty two July, uh, I put on Jackass, <laughs> and I watched about an hour of Jackass. <laughs> Just because, you know, I was a little stone. Had to stoned. cleanse the palate. It's <laughs> a little stone, and I was like, uh, I don't really want to watch children be killed and deal with the aftermath. Let yeah. me watch adult children uh, hurt themselves, but in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> way more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, have any really fucked up scenes where, like, there's one kid who gets, like, left behind the group and the killer finds him and like really makes him suffer. But it, it, you know, it's like groups of kids running away and getting shot in the back and stuff. And it's like, it's real. Pretty messed up. Yeah. But I wouldn't watch it. Well, unless you like, are thanks for interested uh, in that. landing on the grenade for us. Anytime. <laughs> Didn't you guys <laughs> say you were all going to watch that? Uh, I thought I was. And then I, I looked a little bit more into it. And you saw fucking the run chickened time, out. Of course like, it was the runtime. <laughs> of course it if was I'm the runtime. If I'm going to watch a two and a half hour movie, I want to watch something that's actually like known to be good. It's getting good reviews. It's I got know, like 80% like, on Rotten Tomatoes. It was, admit it, it was the runtime. You were like two Critics hours and 25 minutes. Critics are just giving us a free pass because it's based on, you know, historical events. No. I give it three stars. See, sure. once I saw Tom's star rating, I was like, oh, I'm fucking out. This is more of a Tom movie than me. If he's giving it three. I I'm didn't out. know what it was. <laughs> so you were no letting the perception of another person's movie taste yeah. warp your own perception yeah, of I, the film and whether or not it's worth your own time. Yeah. That's fucked, dude. That's what that's what critics are for, right, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I value your opinion that much that I was like, I'm out. Only three stars. Yeah, <laughs> not worth watching. This good it, movie, two and, this, and a half hours. This perfectly okay, fine movie. I think you confirmed it's, your own. The two and a half hours. Yes. That it was too long. It yeah. was way too long. The, yeah. Okay, the plot synopsis and the runtime. The two main reasons why I was not into watching it. Tom's three star review just solidified it. It was like the 
Yeah. What, the straw that broke the camel's back? More but like the ice cream. Come on. Cake. Yeah, that too. You, you admit <laughs> yourself the track record of the director, Paul Greengrass. He's done some good shit. It's true. Why was that not enough to carry you through the two and a half hour runtime? You know, maybe in the near, maybe in the future I'll watch it, but to cram it in for the show, not interested. All right. Well, now, we, you didn't finish it either, so you can't give me too much. Well, shit. I had Jackass to you watch, attempted. okay? You I attempted. had Jackass to watch. Well, Better how things. Many, how Doesn't many sound other like movies I missed did much. you watch? Oh, you didn't miss I'm much. keeping pace with my 31 days of horror. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> I have I have two TV. I shows. won't talk about three all TV of shows. Yeah, let's see. Travis, your turn. You knock some shit out, and then well, I'll I'll go over the new release I saw, the other one. The Not hate you give. Oh yes, thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like a more Hollywoodized version of the movie we've been seeing a lot lately this year. Blind spotting. Yes. There's Black a few Klansmen. more. Yep. Sorry to bother you. Yeah. Bodied is coming out soon too. What the fuck is bodied? It's another like urban drama cop movie. I think Monsters and Men is another one. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but um, I thought this one was good. It it feels like a like in the same ballpark as like Love Simon or Wonder, where it's touching on this like serious issue. But giving you the like Hollywoodized grand version of it. Um, but the main girl was really good in it. So was the dad. You've seen him in Common. That's Common. Isn't no, Common he's the a dad. Cop. He's he's like an uncle to her. Wow. Her dad is his name is Russell Hornsby. He's in uh, Fences. You know who he is. <clears throat> You've seen him. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the he's the guy who owns the he runs the barber or the grocery store, right? The corner store. In Hate You Give? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's the dad. He plays. Yeah. Does he, he play the. <laughs> in Fences, the dummy? Maybe. The dunce? I think I think so. The dunce uncle? I think so. The dunkle, if you will. <laughs> That's him, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he like, got hit on the head, and he's like. <laughs> By a baseball? By a, I don't know. I don't remember. Police baton or whatever um, the context of that movie was. Just like A Star is Born, this movie's all about telling your truth. Mm. Yeah. And so the movie mainly focuses on the girl who goes to this prep school because her parents want her to go to a legit school because, you know, the public school in their town is just awful and they live in the ghetto and all that. Um, But the event that takes place in the film is her friend gets shot by a police officer and he was unarmed and then she was in the car with him yeah and she starts to deal with like living for her truth or living her life that she has been living because her whole like before the whole incident they make a point to say that she lives two lives she lives like her prep school life almost like the white version of herself she's code switching yeah it's all from the trailer and then yeah she has her home life or whatever um, but then that event kind of changes her, and then it just escalates to this bigger moment. In the film. Staying on a cop car. Yeah, wow. The whole movie's on the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. Uh, Anthony Mackie plays. I didn't name you Star for no reason or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. But, no, that, that stuff was good, though. Because like, he gives his kids all a name like that has meaning. 
and he kind of like I named you hate. Well, I don't want to get into all that, but <laughs> I named you douche. <laughs> no, just to like stand up for what's right, and I don't know. I thought it all was pretty effective, but uh, Anthony Mackie plays the like big drug dealer in town. His mm. name's King. King. Yeah, and he's the king. Drug. This all sounds effective, but generic. It's pretty generic, but I feel like it it won me over at least from like the performances and just the story I thought was pretty strong too. Is the main girl is she a known known actress? I don't know, but she was really she's good. She's pretty in it. young. I can't imagine she's really She's in Hunger this. Games. Oh, is she uh what's her face? The one in the first one? Jennifer Lawrence. No. Where they have an effective <laughs> a, a really effective Oh, moment, she's the one who whistles. Like she's the one who oh, like does the What's her name? It's not Star, is it? No, no it's, it's like Tree Star. <laughs> tree, Tree B. I feel tree. like it's like I feel like it's Star. Star. She does have an interesting name. I'm looking it up. I know what you're talking about, though. She's she's like 12 years old in that movie, right? She's the youngest contestant in the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. What's the actress's name? She's Rue. Rue, yes, Rue. She's the little kid. She's yeah. the youngest. She's the one who's like what kind of like a na- sniper. Her name's I mean? Amandla. She's in Lemonade. I guess. What? Oh, the music video, she's the like Beyonce music video, the visual album. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, yeah, that came out in 2012, so that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. 2016. All right, what else you got? Uh, I've just been watching a lot of horror movies. I watched uh, mm. Hush finally. Trash. No, I don't think that movie sucks. You guys both think it sucks, all right? Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. I think it's. It's kind of like a Star Wars board where everything it does <laughs> terrible. It makes it up with like a clever moment. No. It is not like What is clever about that movie? All. The premise, I think, is pretty clever. <laughs> you can what? have an interesting idea and then just completely botch it from the very beginning till the very end. No, I it's still a think gimmick. It was... It's not clever. Well, yeah, it is a gimmick, but I still feel like it's it's pretty effective. It's effective for about 20 minutes. Then he takes his mask off. And then it's this fucking baby face. Well, he's just like toying with her the whole Not time. Not intimidating at all. It's the fucker from uh, <laughs> Short Term 12. Yeah, and, that guy. Uh, Cloverfield. Yep. 10 Cloverfield. Yep. <laughs> yep. Which he... I was like, is it that guy? And then after he's like, just yeah, not. He guy. he does not do a good job of playing a villain. I thought he was kind of creepy no. at times. No. But I I don't know. I feel like it, it did maybe spend a little too much time doing the whole cat and mouse thing where it didn't need to. Also the bullshit flashbacks, the story flashbacks that she has about her mother. Oh, that was all trash. Did you like the whole like writing? Like, no, that was the worst part. That was the worst part. (laughs) It was a a terrible, (laughs) it was a terrible movie. The worst part to, to me was when the, the neighbor's boyfriend shows up and like, (laughs) he was, how do you, he's like, I'm a cop. And he's like, Oh, okay. Like, I totally <laughs> believed it. He was in, like, there was nothing reminiscent of being a cop. Like, he had a fucking, a beanie on, like, wearing all black. A hooded sweatshirt. Like, he looked like a fucking thief or like a, a burglar. And the guy's just like, oh, <laughs> you just checking the perimeters? Like, everything cool? It was so weird and just like, it just felt so fake. I but. like, I like Mike Flanagan. That's his worst movie that I've seen. Yeah. For sure. It is on par with Gerald's yeah, Game. A lot of people love that movie. 
Hush? Yeah, I don't get it. It's kind yeah, of like do love it. it's kind of a like a weird like cult horror you darling. Know what it is it's because there are a lot of people out there who only like horror films and they will like any horror film they see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean there's that but critics don't usually fall for that kind of stuff. And they didn't for Hush. Yeah, Hush doesn't have that great. Hush has reviews. a huge What's the what's the Rotten Tomatoes score? It's like score? at least 80%. No way, I dude. Swear to God. It's like 65%. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Pull it up. I prefer Oculus. 88%. What? Are you kidding me? Of Hush of Hush. 88%. Audience is 73. Oh my god. Hush sucks. Hush is the I worst. think it's a f- it's yeah, it's fine for what it is. Gerald's Game and Oculus are both better. I have not seen Oculus. Oh, Gerald's Game is so much better. Oh, yeah. Gerald's Game is oh, yeah. not very good. Gerald's Game is great. And then coming up next, the uh, House on Haunt Hill or whatever the fuck it's called. You really can't get that one, can you? What is it called? The house Haunted the, House on, on, on Hill. The Haunted <laughs> the haunted House on the, on on the Hill. <laughs> it's something like that. Uh, do one more. Do one more. Oh, I saw White Boy Rick. Yeah, pretty much what you pretty said. Pretty generic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to like it more, but it just kind of didn't do enough. There, his story was intriguing enough, but not intriguing enough to make it like something special. Everything about that movie was middle of the road. It was yeah. an interesting story, but not interesting enough to push it to that next level. All handled very well, but. Yeah, and I also feel like the story is maybe a little bit more interesting than the actual movie itself. Yeah, like yeah. the situation that he got himself into is pretty fucked, and it plays into that at the end of the movie. But there just wasn't enough in the movie to keep me like fully interested. The the in when I talked about it, there was a moment I alluded to uh, that kind of caught me by surprise because I wasn't familiar with the White Rick story. Oh, it was when he gets shot. Oh, okay. The that guy came the out guy, of the blue. That was pretty good, right? Yeah. That was a good scene. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that happened. Um, That's it, though. That was the only moment that caught me by surprise. The stuff in the, like, the roller rink looked pretty cool, too. Oh, like yeah. The, I mean, the movie did not look bad. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it looked good, you know. The, you kid, this... the kid shooting the, the rats under the tire. That was really <laughs> good. <laughs> it was very, very generic. It, yeah, middle of the road. Yeah. Not worth a watch, Tom. Yeah, well, I lost. I think worth watching, but like maybe I, not. I don't even think it's worth you'd go watching. out of your way to go see it. It's like a three star movie. Like it's, yeah. it's not worth. Like you won't feel disappointed if you watch it. And you've seen a better Matthew McConaughey performance. He's not bad in it, but he's not anything like where you have Going to for watch custom. for him. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what yeah. I was. That's what I was getting at when I saw it. Yeah, yeah. I'll just watch a couple wild turkey commercials and. Hell yeah, Lincoln, throw a couple Lincoln (laughs) commercials in there, we're good to go. Lincoln Lawyer, just watch that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've never seen that movie. I feel like that's in the same ballpark as White Boy Rick. Yeah? Yeah, maybe a little better. That's what what started the the reconnaissance. Yeah, that was early on. Okay. Was Um, Lincoln Lawyer? Lincoln Lawyer, yeah. I thought it was Mud and... um, Mud was after Lincoln Lawyer. And... uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club. Mm -hmm. I watched uh, The Eyes of My Mother. What? Okay. Yeah. Have I you didn't... seen that? No. Oh, you remember okay. me talking about it, though. Yeah. Right? Loved it's it. been on my list for forever, but you know who doesn't like horror films, so. <laughs> it's. <laughs> the movie is gorgeous to look at. It's got some great black and white photography. 
but the movie itself is pretty fucked up and it it's pretty much fucked up throughout the entire movie mm-hmm. <laughs> makes you feel yeah it looks super fucked very up. very weird mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. but matt loved it and I, you also loved it oh no i was i don't know i gave it three and a half stars borderline four it was what you're saying is you're bumping it up to a four right now, right? Because you loved it. It was great. Convince me. Great movie. <laughs> right now it lands at It's so fucked. Just think about like, it's beautiful. It is, the but subject, it's a little it's, too weird. It's genuinely shocking. Yeah. Horrifying. We're talking horror right it's now. It's scarce. Yes. Very scarce. Talking runtime. We're, what, oh, 85 minutes? Beautiful. <laughs> 85 minutes? Come on, this is this movie was made for you. No, I just feel like not enough happened in it, and it went a little too far with some of its stuff. <laughs> so In a good it, way. It, too much in happened. In a different way. In a different way. Too much happened. No, not enough happened. But, but what the stuff he's that did happen is very... Went too far. It, it's, yeah. pretty fu- it's a pretty fucked up movie. Okay. It's unsettling. It's... It is good though. It's definitely worth watching. I just didn't love it as much as Matt. I'll watch I said it. this is Matt's Krisha. Because I think Krisha is a five star movie. And I can say why I think that. And Matt can disagree why he <laughs> doesn't think that. And we could do the same thing with this movie. Yeah, but doesn't he hate Krisha? No. No, I, I don't think hate he gave Krisha. it a three and a half. No, he gave it a four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, we're. It's just not the second best movie of 2016. It was my second best movie of 2016. <laughs> <laughs> That guy shot out of a cannon. Can't wait to see what he does next. Never seen it. Do we know? Do we know what he's no, doing next? I don't next? think so. Mm-hmm. I'm so stoked that the Softy Brothers are doing their own shit over 48 hours remake. <laughs> going to be huge. It's going to suck. Yeah. Martin Scorsese's producing. Did you hear? What? They're Whoa. doing their passion project. What's the Softy Brothers. Good what time, are... boys. Yeah, yeah. What are they doing? <laughs> uh, they're doing their own movie called Uncut Gems, and Adam Sandler is the uh, lead actor. It's about penises. No. Oh my god! <laughs> I think it's, it's like a diamond heist. Really shedding movie. light on the American perception of uncircumcised penises <laughs> no. being gross. You know, we got some uncut gems in this movie. Okay, <laughs> we're hanging full dong, uncircumcised actors. Never whole movie. Seen. They're never wearing pants. The whole thing. It's gonna be huge. It's a documentary in the making, right? There. Uncut gems. <laughs> I like it. But no, get excited for Uncut Gems. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how we just, well, yeah, we're just jumping over my favorite recent we're just, we just have TV. We're all TV. Well, right. I have one other small thing. I think we're also going to overlap on TV. Uh, some of it, yeah. Did you guys finish Maniac? No, not finish. I didn't. Yeah. I still haven't started I thought it. I talked about it already. You, said, you, you were like, you, you were like it. eight episodes in. I finished it. It's great. It's got a good ending. Um, like yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me just finish out my stuff here. I think I'm only going to talk about like two more. I watched Little Evil. You talked about that like no, you I watched it a while no, ago. I've never you? seen it before. But like like two episodes ago no. or an episode. Ago. No, I watched it like maybe seven days ago. What? I haven't seen Little Evil, the movie yeah, with, with Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. Yeah, I have not watched that or talked about it on the show till today. <laughs> Tom, can you concur? <laughs> I don't know about it. I liked it, though, for the most part. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. No, it was... I I did also watch Tucker and Dale. I feel like they're about on par. Tucker and Dale may be a little bit Tucker more fun. Tucker and Dale's better. I think Tucker and Dale's more fun, but I think Little Evil's a better movie. It just, I don't. It just moves. It's got... It's very entertaining, and I like the whole, like, how they 
I love when genre movies take this like realistic theme or setting and then like place it in a genre movie and this is what they do like the whole stepdad angle and shitty kid shitty yeah. stepson right like, and it's, it's like perfect this, this kid's the devil and, and sh- adam scott's the perfect I know, right? <laughs> guy for it he's so good yeah and then evangeline lily plays the mom and mm-hmm. she's like kind of overprotective or like no my son wouldn't do that but like it the movie's literally about like the spawn of satan yeah yeah <laughs> Little Damien. I remember the previous for this because I thought this dude looked like, uh, you know, he's dressed up like ACDC. Oh, yeah, he is. I watched this movie over a year ago in Chicago when I went to Riot Fest. Mm. So I, I talked about it. It was. Yeah, I remember you talking about it. But yeah, it's it's very entertaining. It mm-hmm. uh, goes down smooth. Definitely worth the watch in this month of uh, October. Spooks. I would be surprised, like, it's one of those movies that I would be surprised if someone adored it, but I'd also be surprised if someone hated it, you know? It's It's just, it's a good movie, you know? Yeah, really good, but not amazing, but it's very solid. Totally. Last thing I'll talk about, well, I will, I'll just mention really quick, I saw, I watched 31, the Rob Zombie movie, (laughs) Trash. Yeah, because Rob Zombie's a fucking hack. He is. He has made one good movie in his life. Devil's Rejects? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the dialogue in this... Uh, the whole movie is just absurd. It's uh, so obnoxious. That's kind of his thing. But, like, <laughs> there's a line in this movie where he's, like... He says something along the lines of, like, what's worse than getting a blowjob from a pregnant woman? Getting a blowjob from the baby. And it's like... What? Why? <laughs> why? Like... Uh, why i don't i was just like does does that need to be said written like (sighs) (laughs) he's a fucking hack yeah it's horror hounds love rob zombie because his gore is just like so over the top and gross there's so much like shaky cam and it's just trying to be like it's just trying to be offensive awful yeah it's for the sake of being offensive i have i have more of a disdain for eli roth but Rob Zombie's a worse filmmaker. Okay. I'll admit How that. How about Harmony Corinne? Uh, Harmony Corinne is worse than any other filmmaker no, ever. Over of all time. Rob- of all time. No. He's the worst of all time. <laughs> because you watched Trash Humpers? <laughs> Did that cement it for you? And kids. No, he only wrote kids when he it was like matter. 18 or 19 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he should have given up then. Masterpiece. He would have spared me. <laughs> Uh, and I also watched Life After Beth, that movie with Aubrey Plaza. And, uh, oh, she's Dahan. a zombie, right? It sucks. I just feel like it was trying to do something clever with the genre, and it's not clever at all. And Dane DeHaan sucks. He just further proved that in this movie. Aubrey Plaza's not that great in it. She doesn't really get much to do, and usually I like her in mostly everything I see her in. John C. Riley doesn't really make an impression. John C. Riley is in He's the movie? dad of Aubrey Plaza. And then Molly Shannon plays the mom. Oh, but that's they're a not great giving, cast. I know, they're not giving that's that much to That's a great cast. Do Watch it. It's, that's a bummer. It's not very good. Yeah. Shit. Hated both those movies. Um, but beyond that, I think that's pretty much it. It's going to wrap her up. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. I watched Tag. Not the, the hit comedy from this year. Oh, you did watch it. Okay. <laughs> the uh, Japanese schoolgirl. <laughs> Oh, crazy right. fantasy horror. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you watch it? Yeah. It's on Netflix. Okay. And uh, 
I liked it. <laughs> right? It's really fucking out there and weird, but I liked it. Okay. So I had told you within the first 10 minutes you would be on board. Was I? <laughs> when they get us? when they get like hey, hey, <laughs> the hey. whole the bus. It was it was a holy shit what the fuck moment like okay this is the movie we're watching. <laughs> it's nuts, right? It really sets a tone. But it goes like in 12 different From directions there, yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah. Like you think it's doing one thing and it's like, no, just kidding. We're Maybe doing I'll put that more. on after this podcast. And then the oh, last God. 10 That's or 15 minutes, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it almost goes into like Blade Runner territory. <laughs> <laughs> right on. It's pretty sweet, right? I mean, yeah, is it a good movie? No, not all, but I don't, it's pretty entertaining. And oh, yeah. I like the ideas in it. I don't know if it yeah. was like perfectly executed, but. There's also some gnarly kills in the movie. Yeah. It, like, if you're it, just it watching it. It looks cool it. at times, too. Like, oh, yeah. They yeah. use, like, some cool aerial, like, drone shots. But That's kind of, like, I kind of feel like that's the aesthetic for a lot of Japanese filmmakers. Like, you watch it, and you're like, there are moments where you're like, oh, this is amazing and innovative. And then there's moments where you're like, oh, this is really trashy. Yeah. Also awesome, but <laughs> terrible. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's a lot of that. Like, Japanese cinema... At least modern, especially horror centric cinema. I also thought the pretty performances weird. were pretty good too. Like especially the main girl. I thought she was good. Yeah, she was. Given all the like shit she had to deal and with. And the on subject screen. matter, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. She sold it for the most part. Eighty five minutes, Tom. I'm stoked. Be over <laughs> before guy. you know it. <laughs> if it had been over a hundred minutes, he would have been like, eh, it's not worth it. Don't watch it. it but eighty five minutes? Oh, real quick, just one oh, more. Oh, real quick, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Have you guys seen the original Wicker Man? No. No? Okay, well. I've heard it's good, though. Have you? Yeah, people love it. I did not. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the remake with no. Nicolas Cage? Okay. I've well, seen I, clips. I've seen the clips. I feel like this movie is ripe for a properly done remake, but I was kind of disappointed by it. Uh, Radiohead already did it with their music video. Oh. What? I'm not aware of that. One of their one of their singles from their last album had like a Wicker Man kind of music video. Interesting. Hmm. Check it, it out. It has kind of a cool twist, and some of it like has some creepy, unsettling imagery. But it was kind of slow and not that engaging. Okay. I think if it's a little dated, what year? Like the seventies. Yeah. So I feel like Children it could be corn. done. Such a bad movie. Well, this day and age, but with the right director and cast and all that. I would be curious to see the Nicolas Cage one, though, just to see how it compares to this one. Because I'm sure it's quite a bit different. <laughs> all I've heard is, like, crazy things about that one. It's pretty off the wall. <laughs> I've only seen clips of it, but, you know, there's the bee, you know, the bee scene where no, he's I like... I don't know anything about that. You haven't seen any clips from it or anything? No. So, yeah. Movie night. <laughs> Let's do it. Keep talking about it. <laughs> I do live a 15 minute walk away from the That's top. Right. So. so we can make him drive because it's too. Yeah, I'm a 15 yes. minute drive. <laughs> either yeah. house doesn't matter. 15 minutes either way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you done? I'm done. I'm tapped. <clears throat> uh, so should we start with the thing that we both been watching? Yeah. Let's do that. Big mouth. Great Season two show. Keep it going. It's so good, right? It's so funny. Um, as we have discussed, I'm not a fan of 
like one of the episodes because I think Coach Steve and the deranged <laughs> hormone monster are the problem, worst characters. Coach Steve, but <laughs> see, those are two of my favorite characters. Who How? plays Coach Steve? Nick, the voice. Uh, Nick Nick Kroll. Oh, okay. Nick Kroll does the voice. I don't know who does the voice of Does he do that multiple hormone. voices in the show? Oh, he does a lot of the yeah. voices. Uh, Lola, great character this season. Lola. Yeah, the blonde girl. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, she's in the first <laughs> season, too. I know, but she like she's really ramping There's up for There's especially one episode. Yeah. Yeah, she's climbing the ranks. You're 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 what? You're halfway through it. Yeah, I think we're on episode seven okay. or something. I'm like, yeah, probably six or seven. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. should watch that show. It's so funny. It's and it's also like I don't want to say poignant. It's not poignant, but it, you know, it's like true to life. You know, kind of it, poignant. It's a very. There's no other show like this. Like, what other show would give teenagers an outlet for? Like what they're really feeling and what right. they're really thinking and sort of it, it doesn't trivialize their experiences, but it also gives a perspective to it where it's like you can laugh about this stuff like everybody has these thoughts kind of. Yeah. And we all like I feel like most of media tries to kind of sanitize that experience. Yeah. Very minimal curse words. I don't know about you when you were in middle school, but I cursed a lot. So did I did I. not curse. You didn't. No. My parents allowed it when I was like probably like 10 or 12. I feel so. like I because as long as I didn't say it like around my grandma or something, yeah. I was At that at that go. age, you like you you relish it cuz it's like it's dangerous, you know? Like at that age, like cursing is like there's a novelty to it's like it. Like watching you know? Rob Zombie movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't be doing. Rob Zombie movies are <laughs> middle school pubescent <laughs> versions of horror movies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but I appreciate that about it. And also just the voice work. Like, Maya Rudolph is so good. She's great. And her character. Um, John Mulaney is great as Andrew. Mulaney is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Nick Kroll does a ton of the voices, and he's great. It's kind of his baby, I think. I get the impression. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. If anyone loved the first season of Big Mouth, this one is just as good, if not better, Agreed. Good ship. Yeah. Um, I binge watched the f- both seasons of American Vandal. Huh. Like honestly, in the last like four days. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All of it. Are they ten episode seasons? Eight. I've heard okay. it's good. It's really good. <laughs> A friend of mine told me to watch the first it's season. So good. Both seasons. Um. So the first season... They're completely separate, right? Mm, no, or, not completely no? separate. Oh, okay. No. So that's kind of what's interesting. So the, the, fr- the trailer for the second season was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the whole premise of it was hilarious. So I'll lay the groundwork. So the first season is about a person who's drawing dicks. Yeah. He draws it on the cars in the staff parking lot, right? So the first season... It, it kind of develops into this. The whole thing is satire, right? So it's a it's making it's like fun a mockumentary of type thing, right? Yes, it's yeah. a doc. It's a mockumentary, but it's making fun of those murder documentaries, right. those crime documentaries that take themselves so seriously, right? But the investigation is about who's drawing the dicks. <laughs> so it's very well done, both in the way that the information is presented, but also two other things. It's a legitimately 
interesting mystery. Like, it keeps you going in the same way that those murder documentaries do. You know, every episode ends on a cliffhanger and you want to know more, (laughs) which is perfect. It's so brilliant. It's brilliant. (laughs) But it's also, it's not just about dick drawings. Like, by the end of the season, like, they kind of have some insight into the repercussions of delving into these sort of investigations, the unintended side effects of kind of blowing up people's lives, right? So the first season is also fucking hilarious because the person accused of these crimes, his name is Dylan Maxwell, and he's the biggest douche He's just this guy who, like, they have his... He has a YouTube channel with his friends where they make, like, prank videos. And one of the videos, like, the series is called, like, Baby Farts, I think. And literally, they go around and they fart on small children and then (laughs) run away. (laughs) It's so funny. So, Dylan Maxwell... I think I I think I prefer the first season because Dylan Maxwell is fucking hilarious and the the guy they cast to play him is so good. The second season is about the turd burglar. Somebody poisons the school lemonade and everybody drinks the lemonade and the the first episode opens with like Snapchat footage, like camera footage of people shitting their pants anywhere like <laughs> shitting in trash cans oh like there's there's a scene where there's people in the bathroom like girls like banging on the, let me in the girls shitting their pants in the bathroom stalls like <laughs> it's so fucking funny but the the connection is like the kids from the first american vandal get hired to go investigate this crime, which takes oh. place in Bellevue, so, Washington. Did you guys know that? No. It takes place in Bellevue, but it's Washington. Right? Yes. Okay. But is it takes it, place in Bellevue. Is it actually set in Bellevue or like I think a lot takes of place it there. well like it does. literally, not yes. just like they have drone shots of Seattle okay. and Bellevue and all so that. So it's actually stuff. shot in Bellevue or Well, I think a lot of the school stuff was filmed in, in Oregon, oh, I saw. Okay. But it's all it's all set. In, in Bellevue, right? Like Fifty Shades of Grey. Sure. <laughs> um, like, uh, what's it? Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yes, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Where was um, that shot? I don't know. But they do like a lot of like generic it's, shots. It's set Seattle. in Seattle. Grey's Anatomy is set yeah. in Seattle. Anyway, uh, this show. But like the uh, one of the main characters in the second season, he's a star basketball player. And uh, he lives in Rainier Beach. They reference Rainier oh, okay. Beach a lot. It's like a heart, you know, it's like a... But he goes to Bellevue College? Not Bellevue, no, no, no. Or Bellevue It's a school? fictional Catholic school okay. in Bellevue. But he lives in Rainier Beach, right? So given that this podcast that we're on right now is based in the Seattle area, there's a lot of references to bellevue rainier beach other just seattle centric things that yeah. you wouldn't get if you didn't live somewhere else um but rainier it's very is outside of school limits of bellevue though yes it's very <laughs> good the second season's not as funny as the first season but it's probably more poignant like the point what it kind of delves into by the end of it i 
I binge watched both seasons in seriously like four days. Like, yeah, it's really fucking good. I loved it. So kids do the investigation then. Yes. Well, what's funny is, you know how all Netflix shows have like an an introductory sequence, like the credits, opening credits, right? You can skip past. In this show, all of the credits in the opening credits are fictional characters. It's the kids making the documentary Mm. who are credited in the opening Mm. sequence. So they really lean into the... It's high school kids mm-hmm. making a documentary about Did these. you ever see The Dirties? The movie I don't movie? even know what that is. Oh. It was directed by the guy who did Operation Avalanche. Where he... I don't know. I think he's like an up-and-coming filmmaker. Like, a, a lot of the, like, indie circuits have praised his movies. The The Dirties and Op- Op- Operation Avalanche. Operation Avalanche is about, like, the fake moon landing. No. Oh, he's a Canadian. They're Canadian, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. I've not seen them, but I know uh, what you're talking the about. The Dirties is, it feels kind of in that realm of American Vandal where it's kind of like a mockumentary where basically, I, I forget exactly what the premise is, but it's like they're making a documentary about something or about the school or maybe about bullies, but then the bullies are so harsh to them that they end up wanting to like actually kill the bullies and do it like on camera or whatever but it it just sounds similar to what you're talking about it's it's very good very good a lot more emotional and insightful than you would think from a show that's about drawing dicks and (laughs) and people shitting in the hallways like it's it's actually like one of the most intelligent well-written satires i've ever seen especially in the in the television medium Mm. it's good it's really good yeah, check it out. I want to check that out. Cool. Tom, you can go. Um, I've been watching BoJack. Yes. And liking it quite a bit. Yes. How far are you? <laughs> I think I'm closing in on the end of the first season, but I've been derailed by a what couple things. What are you things. doing? Been derailed, man. Dude, I'm I'm done. Yeah. I'm <laughs> five seasons. I have to watch it without, without Sarah. I'm she there. She doesn't like the show. How, what? In between FIFA yeah, matches. Just stupid. Um. Mile 22 probably took, what, five episodes away oh from you? Oh, my God. It really did. <laughs> See? But I've also been been watching, binge-watching Ozark. I just said Mile 22, didn't I? Yes, you no. did. Say, what did you? July 20, yeah. 22 July is what <laughs> no, you meant? Okay. 22 July, yeah. Ozark's good. Um, I basically, so I'd already seen a few episodes, and then I dove back in because season two looked really cool. This is Jason Bateman's version of Breaking Bad. That's right. Essentially. That's right. It has its own tone. So it's not just a rehash of Breaking Bad. Yeah, it has a different feel and approach to it. Yeah. And Matt has left to pee now. And you and I already talked about this before the podcast. So Yes. I, I watched the first <laughs> five episodes or so, but uh, kind of lost steam for me. But yeah. No, not that I've completely written it off. It's just... You know how TV goes sometimes. I don't think you would stick with it. I am a huge fan of Breaking Bad, though. It's not as good as Breaking Bad. Okay. Like we like we said before, it's just not a white knuckle show. I'm all about those white knuckles. Yeah, it has white knuckle moments, but um, the girl. Wait, did you see Maniac? You saw Maniac. I have not. Okay, I really want to watch it though. Did Matt see it? 
I don't think he's finished it, but he's oh. watched at least part of it. My groceries are getting delivered. Oh. <laughs> it's just you. Just me, guys. <laughs> I will uh, commentate what's going on. Tom's answering the door. Matt's wrapping up his piss. Good stuff. This is awkward. <laughs> Tom's got a plethora of groceries here. What'd you get? Some almond butter? I got booze, so I have to give him my ID. Oh my god. He ordered booze, so he has to show his ID to make sure he is of age. It's just me on... I just buried the podcast, Matt. It's just me. What's, uh, <laughs> just took a nose dive. Is this an Amazon Fresh delivery? What's <laughs> yeah. happening now? <laughs> Unofficial ad. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Amazon Fresh. Amazon Fresh Groceries delivered directly to your door. And well, booze, in this case. I did what I could, guys. <laughs> oh, is it over? Wait, were you just like rambling the whole time? Or? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I can't just let it go in silence. <laughs> So, what were you guys talking about? I was in the bathroom. Oh, we were talking about Ozark. Ozark. But he and I already talked about it before you even got here, so. Was that it for Ozark? Yeah. Let's go back to BoJack. Okay, well, what do you How want far about? into BoJack are you? Have you seen the um, penultimate episode yet? What happens in the penultimate episode? Made me cry. Is it in the first season? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, the one that I think I'm sort of stuck on is where he has to go talk <laughs> to the guy who's it? sick. Please explain. Like, uh, like, I keep trying to rewatch it. And then I keep getting interrupted, mm. so I just haven't finished it yet. Okay. Um, he needs to go with his writer to see like the guy from his past who has cancer or something like that. That's towards the end. I think you're maybe one episode away from yeah the one of my favorite episodes of the whole show. My favorite character is probably um, Amy Sedaris as Princess Princess Carolyn. Carolyn, she's yeah, hilarious. she's great. What about Mr. Peanut Butter? Paul F. Tompkins? Oh, actually, I love Mr. Peanut Butter. I started the show and I was like, I hate this guy. And then episode two, I was like, no, I love this He's guy. He's the best. <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter is the best character. He's a guest on a lot of podcasts. Paul F. Tompkins? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, He's got a very distinct One voice. of my favorite Is he the one who does the uh, voice of some of the Simpsons characters? Yes. Yeah. And he did the voice of uh, episode one, the commentators for the pod racing scene. I think he did the voice for both of the heads. You know, the the two-headed commentator. In episode one? Uh Uh-huh. That seemed like a long time ago for him. I'm pretty sure it was him. That came out in 1999. I think he did an episode of uh, I Was There Too, that podcast. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. He's not that old, dude. That movie was like 20 years ago. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Let me look. Paul F. Tompkins is amazing. But so you're you're enjoying it, but you're not binging it like I've been binging it. It was my like go to show for a little bit, but I also like I'm in the middle of so many things right now. I still haven't finished the third season of Last Chance You. Last Chance still? You. Mm-hmm. What are you dealing with your life? Yeah. What the fuck, Tom? Quit playing <laughs> FIFA. I keep getting you know just derailed or losing interest or something. I don't know. You can't really blame me for losing interest in the last chance you after three or after two and a half seasons. I mean, that guy didn't. This guy is not a typical example. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not when it comes to football. I what? Yeah. I binge watched Bojack Horseman like a few shows I have in recent memory. Yeah. I'm done. Like I'm I'm current. Yeah. I think I'm thinking of someone all. else, by the way. 
Yeah. I'm going to try and correct this before. Paul F. Tompkins <laughs> does have a very like noticeable voice. He's been in a lot of shit. Um, but yeah, that show's great. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anything else about those two? No. I watched CNN's decade oh, yeah, series. The 90s, the 90s. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I binge watched the shit out of that. Too. I haven't seen any of those, so I don't really know what the, <clears throat> any what the of idea them. is. Oh, didn't they, didn't they do other decades? Yeah. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I think they've done the 2000s, but 2000s in the streaming app. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't seen any of them. They're very good. Are they just a collection of the things that aired during that time with some talking heads? No. It's, it's just a, a thorough exploration of that decade. So the only consistent theme is they always start the season with television. So in the 90s, uh, the first two episodes of eight are about television, right? Mm-hmm. So they talk about Friends. They talk about Seinfeld. They talk about... Frasier. Yeah, Frasier. They like 90s television, right? Sopranos, NYPD Blue, all that shit. That's the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's uh, the Clinton administration with all the Monica Lewinsky bullshit. They mm-hmm. talk about uh, the political divide in the country that kind of like the current divide that we're seeing now in American politics kind of started with the Clinton administration and the right going way right. Clinton being pulled to the right, like they kind of dive into how that was kind of the origin of our current political landscape. It's just, you know, they, each episode is a different subject. Right? There are Music, uh, grunge in Seattle. There's a huge sequence on Kurt Cobain and Soundgarden and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Backstreet Boys, In Sync, TLC, all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. It's it's really good. It's a really thorough, interesting documentary series that I, I binge watched. I've only seen the 60s and the 90s. I started the 70s, but mm, 70s. Kind of boring. Um, For some reason, I was thinking of Greg Proops. Greg Proops, I also love, but he was the voice of the different guy. (laughs) Greg Proops is the guy from Greg Proops. Yes. Greg Proops was in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, he was the voice of the commentator. You know, with the two heads. Yeah. Yeah. That guy is kind of nuts. Have you ever listened to that guy? Yeah. No, I've heard him on a bunch of podcasts. He's awesome. I love Greg (laughs) Proops. He's a huge like voice actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, besides that, what did I watch? I watched the six, I watched the nineties. I watched American Vandal. I watched Bojack Horseman. Um, yeah, there's at least one other show. I feel like that I binge watched. Been watching Maniac. That's been good. Better than the good. I love that show. I'm like, Five episodes in, six mm-hmm. episodes in. Haley and I have been kind of been going one episode at a time on that one, mm-hmm. just because those episodes are pretty dense. Um, so yeah, we've been taking dead. our time with that. Oh, and I, uh, I'm all caught up on The Good Place. Season uh, three yes. is airing now. One of the best shows on television. I told you guys this last time. Coming back now. That show is incredible. Getting Love better, it. and Tom getting started. Better? I remember. I remember Tom better? watched it, and he uh, he and Sarah were not huge fans. I don't need it in my life. Yeah, you do. It's one I would like to watch. <laughs> it's it's not as funny as like Parks and Rec or The Office, no, though, right? No, 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 no. it's not as it's funny. It's not a very funny show. It, it, it it's funny. Uh, I think it's just more feel good. It's pretty funny. 
and feel good, but what's wrong with feel good television? It's also pretty clever. The plot. I have my feel good shows. The plot keeps you pretty invested in what's happening. Didn't keep me invested. Tell you that. Well, you can get fucked, Tom. I, I just might. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that it for it? me. I think that's it. Tom, let's tie a bow on this present. Ship let's it off it. to the internet. Mm. Let's mm-hmm. do it for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Wait. That that was your segue. Oh, I think that's his way of ending the show. Oh, that was your way. Of- <laughs> no, I have nothing else to say. I thought you had like one one more cherry. That on was top. giving me the eyebrow raise. Mm. Yeah, I thought. Go yeah, on. I was waiting yeah, for was more. Like, what is it? Do you, you have something some for us that gem. I don't know about? <laughs> An uncut gem. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's talk about dicks, baby. Uh, okay, that's gonna do it for this episode. Um, A lot of good material in there. Lots of good shit. Oh, oh my yeah. god, we're at the three hour and ten minute mark. I am. Starving. We took a, you know, we took a good break in there. Yeah. There was some, you know. You guys left me stranded for at least sixty seconds. We'll see what the <laughs> we'll see what the final runtime is. Unfortunate timing. We're gonna be pushing three hours on this one, and we feel pretty good about it. Yeah, it was worth a lot it. to talk about. Oh yeah, two big movies. Hey, oh yeah, huge Oscar season huge. has officially begun. We're leading yeah. into it right now. So next episode. One of my most anticipated films of the year, Halloween. Halloween. Right. That. And yes, Bad Times at the El Royale. We also got uh, I Will Try and See the Hate You Give, I think. Beautiful Boy should be playing around here. It should. I think I'm going to go see Sisters Brothers tonight. Wait, is that playing? Where's it playing? It's playing up in Alderwood. (sighs) Is that it? Maybe Regal Meridian or Cinemark. Why Bellevue. is that movie not getting more of a wide release? I don't know. I also want to see The Old Man and the Gun. That's in a few theaters, too. It is. Okay. I do want to see that, too. But Halloween's going to be the big one. Haley indicated to me that she would like to be on that episode. So we will see. Okay. We'll see what happens. Let me know when you guys watch that because no one's going to want to see it with me. Halloween? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it together. Uh,. I'm having a Halloween party that Saturday. Yeah. The following, No, right? that's the following Saturday. Something else, re-record. Something else comes out that weekend. Yeah. I bailed on a Mid-90s. camping trip to be there. To be to my party? Mm-hmm. Who goes camping in Tom. late October in Washington? Uh, some people I know. Yeah, where was, it go- <laughs> where was the camping trip? Uh, down in, oh, Mount St. Helens, which you have to, it's really hard to get a pass. Mountain Helens? Mount St. Helens. <laughs> Might be kind of cold, yeah. Yeah, but you—it's—I guess it's really hard to get a pass there. Like you have to get on a waiting Exclusive. list for like a year or something. Hmm. And you didn't make the cut. Is that why you're not going? Or no? I, or you purposely bailed to go to Matt's party? I already promised to go to Matt's party, and my mother-in-law is also here that okay. weekend. Hmm. Good excuses not to go. Yeah, it's gonna be a rager because it's gonna be an empty house. I got my costume picked out. Oh yeah, it's you wanna? It no, it's no, gonna be no sleep premium. <laughs> Have I already said what I'm going to be for Halloween? Yes, the Powder Puff Girl. Power Puff oh. Girl. I said that last time too. Bubbles? Yes, I'm going to be Bubbles. It's not Powder Puff. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Bubbles. The whole thing was my idea. I wanted to be Bubbles, but you can't just be Bubbles, right? You right. Know? You gotta have the. You gotta have your blossom in your buttercups. Right. So. so are you saying that we have to be that or that? No, no I, I got a buttercup and a blossom, a blossom already. I'm my own thing. I'm going as Mojo Jojo. 
Yes. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> Sarah can be him. The devil. Oh, yeah. The flamboyant, healed devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the the scientist. Has Sarah ever been to one of your parties? Sarah? Yeah. No. Is she coming to this one? No, she's going to be with her, her mom. Probably. Oh. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> Never get to see Sarah. Yeah, what the fuck? Sarah's the best. She's pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. I have still been watching that. I'm on like season five now. You go, so you uh, are still watching? No, we're done. Oh, sorry. No, no, I don't need to say anything else Kurt. about it. But, but you are still actively watching Kurt. I love Larry David. He's the He's best. best. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's going to do it. You know the drill. Send us an email. Cinefilesdigest at gmail.com. Facebook. Like our profiles on Instagram, Twitter, all that shit. Follow us on Letterboxd. Send us some questions. Let's get some audience questions going on. If you're listening to this and you have a burning question, you've been dying to ask us. Give a shit. Do something. Yeah, give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Interact. You know what I mean? Uh, We know there's people who listen to this show. Matt, he's wrong about A Star is Born. No, don't do that. Back me up, please. Everyone who's listening. Sorry, porn. <laughs> Trash, right? No. Treasure. Treasure. <laughs> um, okay. We will be back in a couple of weeks. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our show. It would be the last time I would have broke my heart in two Trying to save a part of you Don't want to feel another touch Start another fire Don't wanna know another kiss No other name falling off my lips uh, oh, We went like, we went like 45 minutes on the Star Wars well, That was a good talk. That was a good talk. It was a great talk. Very animated. <laughs> also, I had two beers before I got here. So. Nice. <laughs> I might crack the Probably why I was. <laughs> we got fired up. Got me <laughs> I just wanted to get another look at you. <clears throat> I hate. Got Sarah dropped me off at work. They brought that week. back. Come on, man. They brought that back again later in the movie. I just mm-hmm. want to go. F- no. Get, fuck. Get out of here. They didn't need the second one. Yeah. No. Did you like the donut scene where he wiped the donut on her face? Love that. It was fine. Oh my god, the just the it, nose touch scene. It was where so the, where like, the music comes it. in. Like, <laughs> what the fuck it. was he doing? And then her reaction was great. Like, oh, most that, people would. Oh, freak I know. Out. I know. That scene like, was great. I'm better than you. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you're a drunk. Shuts the door. <laughs> Go home. Oh, drunk. don't worry about him. He does it all the time. <laughs> Also, like, the thing with the, they have the conversation outside, and her fucking billboard is right there, and, like, mm-hmm. there's lots of billboards in LA. I was just there, like, they're not, <laughs> they're not everywhere. Dude. Like, the fact that the, the hotel movie, they're at, Matt. just, God it's damn. so manipulative. <laughs> Every single step of the way, it's so fucking manipulative. God. 
there's it's not organic at all. It's all bullshit. If movies it's were not manipulative, I would be bored. This movie was made to pull the heartstrings of the all the fucking plebes out there, and it did. Who love generic cliche bullshit? It's way better this than is generic. a remake yeah, of. It's not generic. This is it's the fourth generic. time this movie. What do you mean it's not generic? It is the not. trajectory. You're telling okay, me you didn't sure. see the trajectory yeah, of their career paths. I mean, but, yeah, but we've been generic telling the same story for centuries. Okay? Happens all the time. <laughs> I'm not Dante's kidding. Inferno, the <laughs> Don Quixote. It's all the same shit. The Bible. I yeah, mean. but but we watch generic shit all the time, and we call it out for what it is, which is generic shit. And this is in the same elevated genre, it's, it's but it's done so much better. Stuff. It's yeah, it's got a bigger budget behind it. You got fucking ghost director behind Bradley Cooper, What's like Crazy Heart. Or I haven't seen Star Crazy Heart. Heart. Okay, okay. So I, I loved can't, Crazy I can't Heart. Speak to Crazy Heart's good, mm-hmm. but I think I'd probably give the edge to this. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Having not seen Crazy Heart, I would give the edge. It's to got Crazy a Heart. well. It's got the romance, you know. Mm-hmm. Crazy Heart's mainly just about Jeff an aging musician. Just all about Jeff Bridges. Yeah, and he's an alcoholic too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and who's better, Jeff Bridges or Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper. Well, in that mo- in those movies, yes. Oh, I, I'm just talking. Oh, I feel like oh. you have to say Jeff Bridges. You kind of have to say Jeff Bridges. But give it. He also icon. has like 50 years on him. Like, <laughs> not 50, but a good a good chunk, good chunk of years. How many Oscar noms do you think it'll get? It's got It's, it's going to get 10. It's going to win best song for sure. It's going to get 10. That's a lock. Yeah, hmm? that's a lock. Oh, Best song? Are you kidding? Yeah. What else has there been? It doesn't matter. It's a lock. Yeah. <laughs> no. What else has there been? What, what doesn't what, matter, Tom? What Pixar shit we got coming out? It soon? doesn't matter. It's a lock. Mm. A, no. Remember me. That's not true. Though it's time to At least say one goodbye. of the leads will get nominated, if Remember not both. At least one of the supporting no, they'll both actors get, will they get both nominated. Yeah. Right? Sam Elliott or Andrew Dice Clay. We got Clay. Best Actor, Best Actress. Best director, best picture, best film, best original song, maybe even multiple original songs. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. 